0: Hey,
1: and welcome to another Cleveland Moto Podcast. We are running. We got numbers, and it's Friday, December seventh. Is this the day that we'll live in infamy? Uh,
0: yes, December seventh. Yes, I is. believe you are believe Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. And, and I'll be in, I'll be going to Hawaii for Christmas. So,
2: Happy Pearl Harbor Day. You're not supposed to say that. You're not.
1: <laughs> yeah. So too soon, uh, but yeah, it's a, we got a small podcast. To my immediate left is Nick Devito, and Johnny Mack, and Sleepy Sitch, and your humble narrator, Phil Waters. So we've discussed, uh, somehow we got off on the tangent before the podcast started about uh, what is the correct number of testicles to have? Well, zero, if <laughs> apparently. <Right. laughs>
3: That's the ideal That's number. the ideal number. <laughs> you get to a certain age and what's want the point, what's the point,
2: you know? I will admit that mine are kind of in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know this is a delicate subject. Yeah. Are you serious? No. no. Oh, thank God. No. <laughs>
3: No, but I, I have been gelded, so like that or whatever, you know. Like I, I'm not having any more kids, so that was traumatic. That's enough. fine. Yeah, That's yeah, fine. That's fine. You had a vasectomy,
0: yeah.
1: As is I. Well, how old were you when
0: your uh, vasectomy
3: found you? Uh, right after my last daughter, which was planned. She was planned, but then right. I didn't want any more. Yeah. So literally four weeks after my last daughter, I went in, and it's actually kind of a funny story. So <laughs> they they sign it up, and I go there, and and so you had one too. You kind of know they they put you down and. They pull your member up through this little hole in this blanket, and you're just laying there. And like 27 people prayed in the room to discuss whether or not you actually want to do this. And me being the, uh, me being the, the guy that I am, the doctor's like, So, do you know why you're here? I'm like, You're going to add those extra two inches, right? And he's like, This is not a laughing matter, sir. We need to know whether or not. I'm like,
1: Dude, you're, come on. Give me something here. If there's ever been a time for levity, yeah. it's when I am asking you, no. Paying you yeah. right. to voluntarily
2: <laughs> sterilize me, right? Right. Yeah. What if your dick isn't long enough to make it up through the hole? <laughs> uh, they don't have to worry about that. They only need the other boys. Yeah. They need the okay. boys. Yeah. I just want to know. But yeah. uh, all these, so I, going into it,
3: it's been it's been five <clears throat> years now, whatever, four four years. Yeah. And uh, going into it, everybody's like, "Oh, dude, I had mine done. I was playing golf the next. I was riding my yeah, motorcycle man. the
1: next day." Yeah. That was not the case for me. Man. I went to work the next day. Did you? Yeah. I, I did not have a pleasant time. It did not go well, but I did. I, I took the doctor's advice. And apparently, like snowflakes, no two vasectomies are different. Or no two vasectomies are the same. <laughs> so um, what I, my experience was, I was not lying down. I was sitting bolt upright. Really? On a conductive metal plate for the cauterization process. Uh, I was 21 years old. Oh, wow. And I had all the counseling in the world. I happened to be a police officer at the time. Was this in America or Germany? This is in America. Okay. Yeah, This is in America. And I was on the police department. I thought maybe that would explain. Healthcare like the, plan. The, the weird, like, uh,
2: you know, crazy doctor. Like
1: Oh, yeah. No, no. They the were very breakup. uncool with it. And I had to go to two. I went to a shrink for the police department. Mm-hmm. I went to a police counselor that talked to me about my desire to have a vasectomy. And I said, well, you know, my wife is 20. I'm 21. And... Don't 21-year-old people make all the best decisions? No, I was just like, we're both incredibly selfish people. We should not have children. Mm-hmm. And the good news is I've heard that these things are remarkably reversible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And why the fuck would we take any chances? We'd already had a couple of you know drive-by pregnancies, and we decided that wasn't cool. So we had a couple of near misses, and a, you know, a couple got past the goalie. Yeah. And not going to have that anymore. Too traumatic. So I went in, and yes, I was sitting upright. They sat me on a conductive pad. The doctor, uh, urologist, who I had not seen since I was 10 years old, when they gave me a surgery to open up my pee hole, because my (laughs) pee hole was giving me me urinary tract infections, because I had a restricted pee hole for some reason. So they gave me a, they slit, they (laughs) slit me from
2: top to bottom on the bottom of the hole,
3: he had the opposite of a stitch for dad. Did you get
2: a, a sub incision where you could turn your whole penis? Inside no, off? not in the whole way. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. If we hold it sideways, though, you can make it talk like Senior Winston. Uh, You're one yeah. of the few people. <laughs> all right. All
1: right. <laughs> You're one
3: of the few people to get a slit for mommy.
1: Exactly, I got a slit for mommy. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the doctor who saw me last when I was 10 years old sees me now as a 21 year old person. I had not made the connection. He did. Good on you, Doc. Hey, I recognize you. He said, "I recognize my work." <gasps> when he looked at my whatever it is, you know, my episiotomy. Uh, your so dick. My episiotomy for my dick. Uh, but yeah, when he looked at it, he's like, "I recognize that," and I was like, "Yeah," uh, and I was like, "Well, yeah, Richmond, Heights, you. you. did it. Oh, that's your work." And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, that is my work." But yeah, so he tells me, he goes, "What side do you want me to do?" Be- for, I'm sorry. So, what side do you want me to do first, the left or the right, for the sex man? And I said, "Well, what the fuck." And he goes, I'm better at the left. (laughs) And I went, you're better at the left. Now, for anybody who doesn't know what a vasectomy is, they take your beach bag and they slice two, like, mm, half-inch long slots in it. And they fish fish around inside for the vas deferens. And they pull the vas deferens out with a hook. Which, mind you, when they do that... My shoulder of the opposite side got pulled Isn't down. That weird.
3: So they pull this thing, and your shoulder goes, and you're like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> Why <laughs> is it what what my, We're all wired up, that? man. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's, there's our wiring system. <laughs> oh my God. Is, is not independent. <laughs> That's no, not cool. Yeah. cool. It's can bus. If ever there was can bus, we are can bus as a motherfucker. <laughs> the
3: Germans figured it out. They figured man. it out. They just
1: looked at the human neurological system <laughs> and went, "That works." And so yeah, they hook the thing out. They hook it out, and then they snip it. They cut it and they fold it back on its back on itself. They cauterize it, and mm-hmm. then they uh, then they zip they either staple it or zip it or whatever. But the idea being is, if all things fail, they cut a segment out, like a centimeters worth out. Mm-hmm. So if all of the horrible things they're doing to the vas deferens fail, the shit still can't grow back together again. Right. So like if it just was like fuck you, I want to make babies, like <laughs> like my friend Shane. Uh, It's just, it can't grow back together again, Mm -hmm. you know? So, that
2: all being said, it's kind of magical, right? I mean, that's pretty cool. So, I think Steve Hofford may have been here. Oh, oh. Well, I tried and waited for ten minutes, but in the infamous word of John Wayne, off I fucked. Uh, Off I fucked. You can text him back and tell
1: him he's probably at the bar. But wasn't the door open? No, the door's locked. Oh. Because we went to the shop to check out our new heating system. So, uh... But yeah, so they put your, uh, they, they zip you back up, they give you some stitches, put you back together, and the cauterization thing, and that's why you sit on the conductive plate. Mm-hmm. But my stuff was all wide out in the open, and mm-hmm. I was in an upright, you know, upright lying uh, position.
3: Mine had spotlights, yeah, like several spotlights. Oh, I was wide the awake. There was light tarp, on. It. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody, there was like nine doctors that all had their opinions and stuff, uh-huh. and uh-huh. three nurses laughing hysterically for some unknown reason. My right?
1: nurse was my police sergeant's, my boss's wife. Oh, that made it interesting. Well, yeah, and she fucking broke a goddamn major rule because then apparently word got out that when I was taking this Wednesday off, I I had Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. When you're a cop and you aren't a cop for, like, many years, you get Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. Like, you get the shitty days off. Right. So the longer you're a cop, the closer you are to getting weekends off. Mm -hmm. So being that I was 21 years old and a fresh cop, I was literally off on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I took my Tuesday and had the surgery, like, at bright and fucking early on Tuesday. Well, then I had Wednesday off, yay, to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know why there's all the extra skin on your nutsack,
0: mm-hmm.
1: swelling. Uh, but yeah, she went and told the police, she, she told everybody that I got a vasectomy. <laughs> so I opened up my wall locker and there was like 9,000 rubbers in it. You know? And uh, yeah, so that's silly. But yeah, uh, they give you like, they, they tell you to wear tight underwear yep. to, the, to the procedure they wear tight underwear, something that's supportive. My and this buddy was, said he
2: had to wear a jack strap So yeah. it was the only thing that like, just really wanted something that would hug his ball. They
1: fill your underwear with these fluffs, you know, mm-hmm. with, like, cotton stuff. Packaging. It's, packaging, <laughs> right. For your exactly. package. foam yeah. mm-hmm. packaging. Packaging for your package. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, you wear the tight underwear, the tighty-whities. They pop you full of, you know, give you some good pills to take. And then you go home. And then, uh, then like, six hours later, the swelling sets in. And you literally, for the first time in your life, discover why there's so much skin on a nut sack.
0: <laughs>
1: because you have two lemons where your grapes used to be.
2: Yeah.
1: What? And it's like my doctor was funny. He's like, "There will be some swelling. Resist your resist your urge to intimidate your neighbors." Oh my god! And I was like, "Oh, I understand now." Yeah. And uh, but it was bad. And then uh, I it, had I had some I had a, a couple of buddies
3: stop over to make fun of me, and one happened to th- like. He was faking giving me a nut shot. I was just going to say, oh,
2: Lord, if somebody gave you a sack tap. Well, that's the thing.
3: It didn't work, and he knocked it. (gasps) No way. It it was the first time in my life I saw when people say, you know, like when you get knocked out, you see stars, right? Yeah. I literally
1: saw stars. It was pretty amazing. I was like, holy fuck, there's the stars I've been hearing about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow. I took the Wednesday off after the procedure, and then – The Thursday, I went into work as I normally do because I felt like 21 years old. I'm a cop. I can do anything. But you see, the word had gotten out. (laughs) So everyone knew that I was disabled. So dispatch started giving me all these bullshit calls Mm -hmm. that were like, you know, we need you to get out and do foot patrol. (laughs) I wanted to sit in a nice air-conditioned Crown Vic for like eight hours and do very little. Mm -hmm. You know? I wanted to take a day for me. I was on day turn. It wasn't like there was a lot of shit happening in the town I was in on a Thursday. But no, no, they got to put me on, you know, we need you to do a walkthrough of the giantest mall in the county. You never, you never saw a horse, but they put you on horse duty. Exactly. Yeah. We don't even have a horse. <laughs> you man, you know. Yeah, that was really funny, but they had fun with it. And the, the fun thing is they tell you when you have a vasectomy to come back in 30 days. Come back hey. in 30 days. Hey. Come back in 30 days or after 10 loads. So we can do a sperm count to yep. make sure it's zero. And so here's me, 21 years old, walking out being like, okay, I'll see you next... Uh, Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Go away, baiting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and did, and as much of a hero as I was when I was 21, I will say that I did not want to try out the equipment on day, on day one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Day one, day two, I was out of the game. Day three, though, I was like, <laughs> "All right, woman, we're gonna see how this works." And I got my ten out as quickly as humanly possible, and went in and got my my green stamp of
3: yeah. You got to get the old gas out.
1: Yeah, that's you know? right. You got to run out the old fuel, <laughs> and I did. Ran out the old gas, and then got in and got my uh, zero swimming my zero swimmers award, and it's been the greatest thing in my fucking life because it's cool when you don't have to think about it. Nope, no, nope. it's fantastic, and if you're a serial monogamist like myself. It just makes everything easier. Yeah, it uncomplicates life. It really is. You know? And
3: then you know, and then it's solely up to your wife to, to live up to her end of the deal. Because if you know
1: something changes, you're like, well, wasn't oh, that, me. <laughs> there was a period of time when you know my my wife that I was married to at the time we broke up. That was my training wife, and so I've been another wife since then. that's that's one of those great ones where you're just like, I'm I'm covered. Yep, I got this. That's freaking me the fuck out. I forgot that Renee was still here. Oh yeah, yeah, she's back there using her. What the hell? I mean, we have a full exercise studio. Oh, I get it. I just
2: just forgot that.
1: Renee... Cleveland Moto has everything, and now we have heat. (laughs) In addition to our workout facilities, we need to we need to work on our sauna game because we have Mm -hmm. a whole extra bathroom that could just be a sauna. So we got. I like hot tub much better, but okay. Yeah. Well, man. Like I said, that would take a whole the podcast to a whole new level. The hot tub cast?
3: A bunch of super attractive guys <laughs> and
1: speedos sitting around in a hot tub. Yeah, know? they say when you're when you're in a hot tub and you can smell chlorine, that's not chlorine. <laughs> yeah, those are the ammonia gases given off by what the chlorine's attacking.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So if you ever go into a, a hot tub area or a swimming pool area and it smells strongly of chlorine, yeah. that's pee. Yeah, yeah. yeah and other things. What yeah. was it? Somebody Most had, had a quote. It.
2: I walked in and there was a gangbang or something going on and it smelled like bleach and pennies. <laughs> <laughs> bleach and
0: pennies like oh that's insane. Yeah. Oh that's terrible. I've
3: heard hot tubs are great for like a week. Yeah. And then they just become a vat. Right. Like a vat of filth. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. just there's no getting around it unless like if you and your wife or whatever are gonna have a, a little soak every day. Right. I could probably you can maintain it. Yeah, but if you're having like parties and stuff, it's not going well. Well, then. think yeah. about I where like we I like the live.
2: sauna bathtub. The sauna yeah, tub. The sauna tub. Yeah. So it's everything that a hot tub is, except it drains out. Right. When right. With
3: it. That's what
1: you want to. Yeah. Yeah. The.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> it's. It is. Every person I know, and where we live, if you own a hot tub, you have to keep it hot in the winter time, otherwise. It explodes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Plenty of free hot tubs all over Craigslist. mm -hmm. Oh, this is this is the area. If you live anywhere that's not Cleveland and you want a free hot tub, come here.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They're free for the taking. Oh yeah. And you have to just be really good with PVC glue. If you're really good with PVC glue, you can get under the thing and fix all the blown out shit from where one person one time turned the power off. Or it's it's just
4: like our our coolant episode where it has (laughs) has a a freeze plug for a reason.
1: Boy, ain't that the case?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: The uh, so uh, the guy came from Virginia
1: today to pick up the PC eight hundred. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the PC eight hundred is no more. He did not ride home, did he? No, he did not ride home. <laughs> he brought yonder U haul, mm. and uh, so he did. He showed up with a jeep, a modern jeep, and a uh, and a, a U haul garden trailer behind it. Said it was twenty six dollars a day, mm. and uh, unlimited mileage because mm-hmm. it's a trailer. Yep. So for twenty six bucks a day, he did he did. Drag it up the whole way because had he rented it here a one-way rental would have been apparently one hundred and fifty dollars yeah they give it to you for three days but it's a one way rental of one hundred and fifty bucks mm. so he decided it was better to pay for the extra gas yeah. and rent it
2: in Virginia dead head up yep and bring it back. So you got it. Speaking of trailers, so yeah. I,
3: I have my three my three rail trailer that I'll never get rid of because I paid so ridiculously little money for it that it's stupid to not keep it forever. No, you just keep it forever. Yeah. Right. right? And it can take three bikes, three decent sized bikes, more you know, I won't usually carry that many, but whatever. But I cannot to this day it still has no plate on it. Right. Because I can't find anybody to weigh it. All the okay. places that everybody says, oh, you can go weigh here. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we don't have a scale anymore. Ours is broken.
1: Oh, you have to buy a trailer here to get it away nope. here. No, I will tell you where to go. Yeah. Garden Landscaping Supply Places.
3: No, that's what I've been calling. Oh, really? Because they're, uh, they're all like, maybe maybe there's some out here or something. I know they're it's all... way out
1: of your way, but the Rock Pile, yeah. the Rock Pile by me and uh, Avon. Okay. The Rock Pile does, They it's very cool. They're very chill. And they have it. the official Ohio like, they, sign it up and everything? Well, no, what you do is you get a receipt. So it, it's basically on a little shitty thermo-like star printer, and they and it comes out at you know 296 pounds or 758 pounds, whatever it is, yeah. and off you fuck, you know, huh, go down to right. the. Road. Registration place. That'd be worth it. I'll,
3: I'll do that on a Saturday. Drive out and get it because I nobody even JTI trailers. Yeah. No disrespect, JTI trailers. No, but they
1: wouldn't help you out. They wouldn't help me out. Right. They're
3: like, oh, it's broken. Uh, I'm like, eh. but you guys, are, you assemble trailers. So like, right, you right. have to weigh them to send right. them off with that with the thing. And with I the think
1: pile. the rock pile by me charges me a concili- cons- conciliatory fee is something like five bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I, I'll pay ten yeah. twenty. Right. I will pay 10 20. i do not care. Yeah. You know, it's very minimal. So, right. hey, that sucks. Uh, for some reason. The fellow that we sold our big black trailer to, which was a full 17-foot twin-axle trailer, which I thought in the state of Ohio, your trailer had to be, if it was under 900 pounds, you could register it without a title on a self-assembled kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought 900, for some reason, sticks in my brain. And this dude told me, and he might have been from Illinois, he told me that his trailer was, if it was like under 3,000 pounds, you could... Register it self-assembled. So we have the title, I think, for our L.A. Cargo's oh, big, 2007 big-ass trailer. Because yeah. he didn't even want it. Yeah, he didn't care. No. No, I, he was like, it'll slow me down.
2: Bruce has a place over, and it's yeah. maybe because it's Jaga County and licensed. That's his and, side of town, though. And everything yeah. happens yeah. easier. Yeah, But Bruce definitely, I mean, he's taken a couple different trailers. Sure. And all down. right. I'll hit him up. Usually any place that sells gravel.
3: Yeah. Well, that's why I tried. I was calling all those places. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you get got, You can just tell they didn't give a shit or wanted to talk to you and yeah. didn't, whatever. But I'm figuring now that the season is not maybe as hot, they might,
1: you know. You yeah, they settled months. down. Yeah, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they might be selling rock salt, but that's about it. Yeah, right? They ain't selling mulch. No,
2: I need some rock salt, and can you weigh my trailer after, you know. Give me the
1: sheet. Yeah, just weigh it twice. Yeah. Weigh it once on the way in and once on the way out. And then once they weigh it on the way in, off you fuck.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You'd almost think. Uh, what about Able Metals, one of the metals places? Uh, scrap metals. Mm-hmm. They have scales. Yes, I don't do. know if they can give you a sheet there or not, but they always they weigh you in. Yeah, you you unload in, they and they, you weigh they weigh you out.
0: So,
1: I would like to do it. That's uh, speaking of trailers, and it's motorcycle related. We went to Sparky's birthday party at his church, where he runs the youth group there. I didn't even know it was happening. This is this is all a thing, right? So we get to this church. And, uh, you know, modern facility and the whole deal. And he runs the youth group. He, he keeps these teenagers on a straight and narrow. And uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. And, but while we're there, do you know what I see? Parked next to the church. Tied to the church only by the thinnest of umbilical cords. A power cord going from the church to its lonesome. Not just a trailer. No, not just a trailer. The fucking ultimate 80s motorcycle trailer, Fisher-Price Playmobil accessory thing, made by the goddamn founder of all things cool, Jack Penton himself. The High Point trailer. Yes.
2: Yes. That's what I was trying to remember. The fucking
1: High Point trailer. (laughs) It's sexy as an Airstream. Yep. In a different way. Yep. It has a completely unnecessary aerodynamic package like a 1978 Trans Am. It has fucking Vista Cruiser windows on the top Yep. for no goddamn good reason. It has everything that you don't need in a trailer in a trailer. And a beautiful ramp door. And it's a mix of... Steel and fiberglass construction, which is going to give you nothing but heartache.
0: Mm-hmm. Ask
1: anyone who's ever owned a Palm Beach motorhome. Because uh, you know, anytime you put metal next to fiberglass, everything happens. Great, it's all good from there. Mm-hmm. Non-homogeneous materials never created a problem for anybody. They expand at the same rate. Of course all they the time. do. Is that's yeah. what
4: we're talking about. So uh, it's okay. a high
1: point. And not only, let me see which picture you pulled up. Yes, that's a high point. Mm-hmm. So not only is it a high point with a man door. But it, somebody, at some point in its history, or maybe they built it this way because they made them in the glorious state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a Penton project. This is the people that created KTM, mm-hmm. right? It has concession windows, like concession doors. Like, so it's got these big-ass awnings, essentially, that open up. Right. So you can hand shit in and out of the trailer mm-hmm. from the sides. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, walk in Mandor in a walk-in man door and a drive-up ramp on the back. And this is like 14 feet of heaven. So uh, how does Sparky have his hand in this thing? It just happens to be parked next to their church and they sell like fucking fruit by the foot
2: out of it. <laughs> I'm like, well, we can trade you out. We can give you a better trailer. That's what well, I, I said. You don't want that ugly old stupid well, thing. And
1: it's completely wrong for their purpose. It's the exact opposite of what you need when you're sending, when you're selling a three-foot-long liquor rope and fruit by the foot <laughs> and popcorn or whatever that you're doing as a concession... At a church event, right? Their sales will just tank right off though, if they stop using the high point. The high point. And this thing looks like it's not done 10 road miles. It looks like it's been parked next to this church since Christ was the private. So I think that it's the perfect opportunity for me to get the fucking high point I've always wanted. And I will be happy to give them a more appropriate square-shaped trailer. Because you know what works for selling things? Squares. Mm-hmm. Squares are good. You can stand up in the front, you can stand up in the back, and you can sell stuff in the middle. Mm-hmm. Squares are consistently square from the back to the front, and it makes selling things easy. A high point is not consistently square at any point. That's what makes it a high point. It's, in fact, purpose-built to haul motorcycles. It has a high point, which implies a, exactly. a low, low point. point, and boy does it ever. So I want this trailer badly. So, I told Sparky... You got a little P-boner for it? I do! I've got a very bad thing going on for that trailer. In as much as I've sold all my big trailers, and yet I'm looking at replacing it with a dumb trailer. You know, a thing. But it does look like the Fisher-Price motorcycle playset trailer. I mean,
2: it looks like... We should be rolling like. The Action People set. Well, I guess obviously a Penton out of the box. It bag. looks like Lost mm-hmm. in Space. It like does. But like in my be- mind, it <laughs> should be hauling like a V45 Sabre or something. But wouldn't that look good between a 1992
1: Toyota High Ace van? Oh, so yeah. wait, how
3: long did they make these things, though? Because it seems like they're
1: fairly modern. No, that's, the good, that's good engineering. Good design means that. Timeless. Looks, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Hmm. Good design is future forward. Mm-hmm. And so those things were made in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Well done. Yeah. Uh, well done. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited about it. So i got to put a bug in Sparky's ear. It'll Does it have the boat Sunday.
3: rail ladders going up it and stuff?
1: I can't. No, it doesn't have the boat ladders. That one's okay. got the deluxe. And I mean, the whole thing is a fiberglass box. You right. know, an mm-hmm. overly ornate fiberglass box. If you flipped it upside down and put an outboard on the back, it'd be a dumb. That's boat. what I'm about to
3: say. It looks like you yeah. took a houseboat and just flipped it over and said, "Hey, this is a fucking trailer." Just flip it
0: upside down.
1: <laughs> flip it upside down. Install 45 horsepower outboard motor. Mm-hmm. Good to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I and I would totally think about doing that because I'll bet you that upside down, it's probably. Totally yeah. watertight. Yeah, yeah, you're good. And you'd have the porthole windows, the Vista Cruiser windows, to see the fish Fish, stuff. fish right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or in case you're going to hit a log or something. It's perfect, man. See it yeah, coming. Yeah. It's oh. the
2: perfect trailer. Okay, Johnny Chrome's not here tonight. But no, he's not. In proper spirit. Yes. He has posted on here, apparently, he has picked up another free chopper. There are pictures on here. Is and that look, the brownie looking one? The brown
1: brownish looking one with no motor in it? Goldish orange? Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. With about. a CB750 motor in it? Yeah, so there's pictures I've seen pictures of it with the CB750 motor in it and the CB750 motor out of it. Mm. Ah.
4: So I think maybe he's getting oh, it see, Yeah, in the pickup truck it, with the motor it, it's out a of a pre-op it. The motor is in the truck but not in the bike. Not in the
2: bike. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So it's a pre-op transaction. So we got another freebie. <laughs> yeah. Japanese, I'm like, Chopper baby, and I don't mind it that he will. Not all the millennials know. like Chopper. No, get the first one running. Well, oh, come like on. he keeps, he's like buying parts, and I'm like, make the fucker run, dude. You have well, no room to now. Talk. Now it's a CB 750 though. <laughs> I mean, come on, but but that now
4: now you. he has the opportunity to build a dual
0: Point engine. Point well
2: taken
1: though. Point well taken. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We we're all guilty of the same thing. It's like you know, my other car is 14 non-running motorcycles. <laughs>
2: I gotta go help him get it run. I gotta like That's the problem Well but he's already ready to pull the motor out of it and put a different motor in it and you've never even like got that motor like just make that run like it is. I don't have a lot of time. I don't have time. (laughs) (laughs) I can't run I can't manage my own projects, but let me help you manage yours. But I can tell you this, if you don't have time to clean the carbs and make the motor that's in it running, Mm -hmm. you definitely don't have time to pull the motor out. Yeah. put another fucking motor in, and get that fucker oh, in. Well, it is two less cylinders, so. Nah, fuck I, that. <laughs> right. You're like, look at the economy <laughs> scale here. A, CB, like, a rack of CB750 carburetors, you could clean like going tink, 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 oh, tink, yeah, 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 tink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dropping yeah, the clips, throwing the yeah. football. I mean, like, yeah. that thing can run. Like. No, they're pretty easy. But, and I agree with you. So the idea is
1: we know that at some point his chrome bike, at some point his chrome bike ran in its current configuration mm-hmm. with the inline four-cylinder 750 motor in it, in the chassis, in the frame that's in it, with so the chain exactly. on the,
2: connected to the rear wheel in alignment, and I with guess everything that it you know like that it takes to make yeah. it work.
1: And I guess if I remember correctly, what he was saying was the chain broke on this chopper, on the oranges chopper. The chain broke and broke the cases, chunked it, chunked mm. the cases in the uh, in the CB 750 motor. So that's it. We, hey, while we're talking about inline four 750s, while we're talking about inline four motorcycles. I have a new... I have a new category for the Stanford-Binet test or the Woodcock-Johnson psychiatric evaluation test.
0: Oh.
1: Here it is. <laughs> Say what you will about various spectrums. Say what you will about various levels of human involvement and nar- autism, autism, nar- autism, narcissism, cetera, narcissism right. whatever system. Here's what I can tell you. If you come into my shop and tell me that you are going to buy either of my KZs, KZ900 or KZ1000, you are on the asshole spectrum. (laughs) No, you're on the not going to follow through with things spectrum. You're on the recently out of jail spectrum. You're on the I don't have my shit together spectrum. Because there apparently is nothing better of a psychiatric analysis device than a KZ-1000 in the window.
4: <laughs> it attracts... Especially that one. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's got the yeah. flames. <laughs> it's got the flames yeah. and the whole thing.
1: It attracts... What the fuck, man? Like, I can tell your credit score by you coming in and asking me... or. Telling me you're going to buy that bike.
3: it matches the flames on my forehead, man. (laughs) It is.
1: Okay, so for the audience members, the people at home, I have a 1976 KZ900 that has remarkably 100% of its original factory components. The only thing that's weird about it is it has a crinkle, a, a marbleized paint job. It's a really, saran wrap.
2: A really cool period paint
1: It job. is actually a very cool period paint job. <clears throat> and it's, aside from the handlebars being a little wider than they should be, they're super bike bars, <clears throat> and lower than they should be, um, it's got a Buell front fairing on it for some stupid reason, a, little, little, that a, a little visor. That's a two 10-millimeter bolts. Exactly. It's There's mm-hmm. nothing holding it on. But seriously, it is a remarkably straight KZ900 that runs. Okay, and in the window, I've got a 1977 KZ-1000. So, both of these motorcycles are great examples of collectible UJBs, right? Sorry for the noise. Way to go, Crinkle. Yeah, way to go, Crinkles. crinkles. But we are eating popcorn off a paper plate, so we're trying, podcast listeners. So, I'm asking $5,000 for the KZ-900. I'm asking $4,000 for the KZ-1000. If you'd like to see these bikes, go to www.clevelandmoto.com and go to my vintage section. They're both there in all their splendid glory. And they're both clean and they're both pretty. And the KZ1000 has a Jerry Koenigsmark Jerry's House of Color paint job on. That's kind of cool, too. So, neither one of them are shitty. Five grand for one, the 900. Four grand for the 1000. Be proud to own any one of them. Dude comes into the shop. And I'm just going to call this guy dude number nine, because he's at least dude number nine. And uh, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to, what's, what's the best price you're going to give me on both those bikes? Well, I want 4000 on one and 5000 on the other, so right now the price is $9,000. All right, no, no, no. What's the best price you're going to give me? Make me an offer. You've heard my price. Mm-hmm. What did we talk about being a good buyer?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You've heard my price. It's printed on the bike. If you would like to give me some price other than that, it's your responsibility to do so. So the guy tells me, "So I'll give you eight thousand for both of them." I go, "Nah, not enough." I tell you what. Oh. You give me cash, I'll do eighty five hundred. He says, "Done." I'll be here tomorrow with the money. Again, off he fucks. Dude disappears. Calls me now. I'm going to give this guy credit because him being. Dickhead number nine, he at least called. Yep. And he called and said, Hey, I'm sorry to tell you this, man, but my old lady, she's not having it. Now, this is after he told me nine times that he had the money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, like I said, he's dickhead number nine. Which means I told him about dickheads one through eight <laughs> that all said they were going to come back and buy this bike and clearly were full of fucking shit. Right. Because, once again. Did you get a deposit? Again, no. I'm yeah, right? Yeah, I, I Right? I know how this works. Yeah. We know how this works, right? <laughs> okay. So, so, dickhead number nine calls me up and says, man, I hate to do this, but my old lady won't let me buy both of them. So, can I just buy one? And I'm like, okay, now I'm about to learn something about this guy. Do you want the 76KZ900 or do you want the 77KZ1000? Mm. Hmm. The KZ900, for the people in listening in the cheap seats, the KZ900 is actually worth more. Seems strange, smaller motor, but it's worth more. So it is worth more money. So he goes, I want the KZ900. Oh, the $5,000 bike. Okay. I want the KZ900. Will you still give it to me for $4,500? No, whoa, dude. No, 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 no. When I gave you an $8,500 price tag, that was because you were buying two bikes. Mm Mm-hmm. You expect to cut the deal in half, yet the discount remains the same? Especially Whoa. with the, the
4: more expensive
1: bike, too. Right, exactly. Oh, no, 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 no. no! I'll tell you what, I'll give you 250 off the KZ900. So you can have that one for forty seven fifty. Okay, I'll be there tomorrow with the money.
4: <laughs> Did he call the first day or the second day? He called day one. Okay.
1: A couple okay. hours later after he'd been in my shop. But he called day one, and then he said, you know, I'll be there the next day. Apparently, he got raptured up. Because we have no fucking evidence of his existence. (laughs) Yeah, he's gone. (laughs) He's the only good Christian in Cleveland, because he's the only motherfucker that got raptured up. Yeah, and this has been consistent. I'm saying, this this is dickhead number nine. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have tried the whole, sir, I appreciate your enthusiasm. However, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you are asshole number
0: seven.
1: You're asshole number eight. I'm sorry. Dickhead number seven, dickhead number eight. And it's going to cost you $500 or whatever amount you have in your wallet that's close to that to get me to believe a single thing you're saying other than some weird dick measuring contest that I don't know you're involved in with you and the guy you wish you were. Because they come in alone. I don't think they have any friends. And they're experiencing the, like, the girlfriend experience, but like the I'm a real tangible customer experience, mm-hmm. and I'm living, helping them live out this fantasy as the retailer de jour, and they're basically engaging in some fantasy bids for an eBay that they'll never have to pay up on. Mm-hmm. An eBay they're not allowed to participate on because, hence, the no credit thing.
2: So what's so, the right strategy for that? I have no idea at this okay. point. Okay. You I'm came in, K, I say K is, and you say, do you have $5,000? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't <laughs> it? Do you have $5,000? Show me $5,000. They $5, all lie and say yes.
0: You, uh, no, I, 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 well, you're going to have to start. I need, I, I need
2: $5,000 cash yeah. laying here mm-hmm. before we can have one word of discussion. We're not going to say a thing. I'm not going to. They're not even going to. No. You show me you have $5,000. Right. i am not saying I need 5000 I might negotiate. All right. But I need to know. I need to see $5,000 before not, we can even talk.
3: I'm not saying that I've ever been in Vegas drunk in a Rolex store at night making arrangements to <laughs> buy stuff. That I've <laughs> but I'm just saying that if that were to happen at somewhere yeah. at 3 in the morning, there, that's exactly what those guys do. Yeah. Oh, you'd like to see that watch? I'd need to see payment first. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. I then, need to see your card. Right. I need to run your card for the twelve grand or whatever yeah. the hell I'm going to run
2: it against. No, so, mind yeah. you,
3: I don't have any... Oh. I don't like roll... I, it's not yeah. my thing. It's an example. But when you're
2: hammered. So it's not because you're black, white, Puerto Rican, whatever. I mean, no, no. It's, we just need to cut the shit. Yeah. It's a great idea. It's cutting the shit is a really good idea because what has happened...
1: How much is that doggy in the window? Has cost me like 49 hours of my life. Mm-hmm. As I get to listen to dickhead number one through 900... Mm-hmm. Tell me about the KZ one thousand he saw once in a parking lot.
4: That's Have one those... dickhead per cc. It is. It
1: is Have literally those... one dickhead
4: per,
2: Have... per cc. Yeah. Have those seen the light of eBay? A while ago. Yeah. Yeah, a while ago. <clears throat> do you know what's weird is? Do you know that you
1: guys notice that eBay's changed? Oh, they can suck a giant moose cock and choke <laughs> on it.
3: I I did not pay attention yeah. to eBay, and I've been a member since. I don't know, whatever year they started. I had like 42 billion sales, 100% everything, whatever. But I took a couple years of not selling stuff, whatever. And I sold a whole bunch of stuff without reading the new whatever, right? Okay. And it used to be that, like... Oh, you mean the
1: rules that say if you're the seller, you're fucked? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, Mm -hmm. on top of
3: that, it used to be like...
1: The buyer's I really,
3: I really didn't make any... I I didn't read all the stuff about... It used to be like... 10% ten you know, percent up till this much, and after right. five hundred dollars, it was like three percent, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sold like nine grand worth of stuff, and they took fucking eighteen hundred dollars. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm like,
1: it's no extraordinarily and then, predatory. And
3: then, yeah. and then with shipping, I'm shipping these giant fucking things that you, the boxes alone oh, yeah. and stuff are eighty bucks. Yeah, they're like your shipping is outrageous. We've charged you a twenty dollars shipping over shipping what? fucking fee, and I'm oh. like. Are you? I go this bot. Like, I, do you want me to send you the thing? And nobody Dude, would talk to me. There's a reason we don't yeah, sell incredible. windshields anymore because now, you can't
1: ship windshields in America for less than seventy bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's yeah. the
3: new one. And this one, this is the one that, like, I'm like, I will find other ways to sell things now. So I did sell a few helicopters and things because I'm doing this FPV thing and right. I don't have money. So I sell things to get things and I'm of saving for did. my spade and whatever, you know, yeah. all this stuff, right? So uh, I sold a helicopter to guy in Georgia and it was during the hurricane. And so the guy won the auction, and he sent me a message through eBay right. and said, Hey, I've paid you. Right. You have your money. Can you please hold the item yeah. for five days because I I'm evacuated. I from, feel yeah.
0: you. Know, and I, I won't be you. home.
3: Right? Not a problem, my friend. In five days, I will send you tracking information, whatever. Cool. Right. Five days go. I send the new tracking information. He gets it, gives me thumbs up, everything's great, whatever. Right. They say they ding my account now and make me look bad and say that I'm a late shipper.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Huh. Uh, and
1: there's nothing that you can do about it. Because they're competing this. with Amazon's two day rule. Yeah,
3: but what <laughs> the fuck? Like, they didn't take the account that I've actually talked to the customer. Right. And, like, nah, if I would have set the thing on time, it would have been underwater somewhere in some guy's front yard.
4: That's yeah. that's happened to me, too. And I've even looked at, and see if there's an option, like, oh, well, I need to, we've arranged to delay shipment or right. something. There's yeah. nothing. There's, there's nothing. You yeah. can't do anything. Or how yeah. about
3: this? So, check this out. And this is where you can get fizzucked. So, I bought, a while ago, while I still had my, my company, I bought a $2,700 camera. It was a, a, a Canon 5D Mark Three or 4, whatever. And I had it shipped to me. And I'm at work in Mentor, in mm-hmm. Willoughby, yeah. and my house is in Cleveland Heights, 23.4 miles away. Okay. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like editing away on my computer doing things, and my phone goes blink. And it's like, your package has been signed for and delivered.
4: I'm like, how is this not? How is this fucking
3: possible? I'm not there, right? And so, let me get back one second and say, the reason I felt pretty safe about it is because I said I would like signature confirmation. Of course, you, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Well, guess what? Yeah. Signature confirmation means nothing. No, it means nothing. It means that whoever's
1: standing there can sign their name and they hand them the package. Oh, we sign for shit every day through FedEx by saying, "Yeah, cool, thanks, man." Right. And then they write that Phil signed for it. Or you, have sign have, for it. you have to have, you
3: have to pay an extra $10 for restricted signature confirmation, wow. which is where they actually look at your ID. Okay.
0: All
3: right. So I went as far as going back and forth with eBay, PayPal, yeah. the post office. For two months, I had postal inspectors come and everything. Yeah, eBay and PayPal were like, you can go fuck yourself right. because it says that it was signed for by exactly. you.
0: Exactly.
3: Yeah. I'm saying they're like, I'm like, I have my work shows that i am clocked in and at yeah. work 23 miles away and I couldn't have signed for it. Right. The guy who, the guy who was delivering it was a new postal worker,
0: yeah,
3: and no longer works there now after two weeks, and and, all, and so all this shit goes on. But guess who got completely fucked out of 2500 $2, dollars yeah. with no
1: yeah. repercussion?
0: With by nothing anybody. you could do about it. Mm-hmm.
3: No,
1: yeah, right? That's why. But the thing that I was going to call attention to about eBay is more holistic than that. No, oh. <laughs> it's it <laughs> it is no, it's it's more holistic, and this is what I have noticed is. The vast majority of, and I mean, I look at a lot of cars and motorcycles and shit on eBay, and that, you know that when you put a bid in on something, that you kind of have to kind of play along, right? So you put a bid in on a thing, and that thing is going to end in like five days, right? Mm -hmm. And so it'll alert you through your email when your bid is Mm outbid, and you play along, and it becomes a thing. And that, that is too tedious. I'm going to say that again. Clicking the I'm making a bid button and then reading an email or maybe a text or whatever that tells you that you've been outbid Mm -hmm. is too tedious. And everybody now wants to list the thing at a price and then also list a buy it now price or make an offer. Right. Right. Because nobody wants to play out the full seven days of the auction. Right. So when I made the mistake of listing something in the traditional,
2: like we used to do back in the old days, Mm -hmm. in the like... No reserve low 2015 right mm-hmm. right yeah go ahead well Bruce is the king of that and he's he's very good at selling on eBay yeah and that's what he always does is always has a buy it now that's kind of high like kind of yeah. rate like a little bit more than what you would ever pay for it right but he finds that people will like that he knowing that that buy it now is yeah. out there, but then he sets the reserve yeah. like about depending on where it's at, okay. at at that catch you thing where you're bidding. You know the buy it now oh, is five so thousand dollars. Yeah. You know the buy it now is five thousand dollars. But the reserve is like forty six fifty. Or well he'll do like he he only wants to get thirty five hundred out of Ooh. it. Ooh. So he'll set the reserve at thirty five something so like you, that. So people are like, Oh, the Go to re- buy it now at five grand. Oh, that's clever. And people are like, Well, you know, if I bid thirty five hundred, it's not gonna hit I'm the I'm stealing res- this thing. Right. It's, it's not, not gonna, gonna, gonna hit the reserve.
1: reserve. And congratulations, motherfucker. Yeah. You just hit reserve. <laughs> but, and the problem is though, you realize you fucked up. You retract your bid. Yeah. You know, and now Mr. Seller is all fucked up. Yeah. He's got to contact everybody that bid on a motherfucker and be like, Do you really want this thing or not? Because second chance auction, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But he's you're gotten, right. He's, he's gotten bikes for he's free. He's on fire. Yeah. He's
2: gotten bikes for free and got $1,400 out of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been experiencing that with, you know, we're doing a lot of $3,000 bikes. So well, this is my thing for winter.
3: What do they do? So, like, for normal items, like, I got, I now. I, I have to see a doctor to have stitches performed in my butthole from selling <laughs> from selling drone materials and, like, really expensive drones on eBay. Yeah. Because even though it's a $7,000 drone, Yeah. they charge me 10 fucking percent yeah. plus all mm-hmm. the fees. Right. So yeah. when you sell a $3,000, do they still, are they still cooler with motor
1: vehicles where they give you a set price and not... It's pretty much, I mean, yeah, obviously, if you sell a $10,000 car, you're not going to pay $1,000 right. for the right. thing. But it is pretty hot. Uh it's insanely high. It's no, so well, hard. here's what I will tell you guys: cry in your fucking beer because I sell stuff at real auctions, big boy adult auctions, where you have to have a dealer's license to participate, mm-hmm. and the seller's fees are fucking enormous. Mm. So there's a reason when I go to these auctions, they feed us pizza and stuff, and it's in a big, beautiful warehouse, and it's got a collar and a cart. That like goes out and like legitimately, auctions you get a reach get around. Out.
2: That's basically the but, reach around. But,
1: yeah. but
3: here's the problem I have with that. Like that's an auction, so like like you're you're going into it knowing what you have to get out and it's like that. Yeah. The problem with eBay right now is that it's used items, so you know the cost of the new item. So say the cost of the new item is two hundred bucks. Sure. And you're selling an item. It's brand new, never used it, and you're like, I'll let it go for one eighty. Yeah. Right. But you, you, after your after your seller fees, after your shipping fees, right. after the other fucking oh, fee, whatever, a, you're seeing 140 bucks. Exactly. So you're losing like like so much more. Yes. They need to rethink that because I, I swear that with all the stuff on Facebook and yeah. the this sell this and that and all the forums on different social media where mm-hmm. you can just throw stuff up for free and sell it. Yeah. They're I mean they're gonna they're gonna find themselves not having a lot of sales. That would
2: probably kill people like my neighbor who used to just go buy stuff off of the end caps at Target right. and Walmart. Yeah. It was on clearance. He'd yeah. buy on it. Clearance. Re- Listed on list on yeah. eBay at retail yep. price. Right. and take People would underbid that, but he was still winning, still you know, winning. and yeah. just doing the it. On auctions the auctions I
1: participated in for Harley-Davidson's and Jeeps and mm-hmm. Humvees and shit like that, um, that stuff is all uh, usually a 10% seller's fee and a 5% buyer's fee. Mm-hmm. So the auction house is making 15% on the item and then usually probably a 90 to $200 insertion fee. Hmm. So just for the, uh, premise. the ins- 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 <laughs> <laughs> So, let me ask you this: Yeah.
3: So you got all these these license dealer licenses yeah. and stuff like that auctions. What about so they uh, they advertise
1: all these auctions all the time, like Skipco oh, and that's all bullshit. these places yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just look. I'm going to tell you: If anybody is selling, this is my word to the wise. It's Uncle Phil's tip of the day. <laughs> Unky Phil's tip of the day is: If you think you're getting a good deal when you go to Copart, yeah, or Skipco. Or insert your name of Mannheim or whatever your local fucking auction house is. Yeah. If they are selling to the general public, you already are holding your butt cheeks open. Because that's shit that wouldn't sell at any other auction. It's already been denied by every mm, dealer in the area. Right. Okay. So do you want to sell to Jimmy John Rottencrotch over here, <laughs> okay, who has no credit rating and just happened to walk into your building? Oh, shit, yeah, I'll pay $8,000 for that F-150. He hasn't seen $8,000 in his life, (laughs) but he's got a little paddle that says he can bid.
0: All Mm -hmm. right?
1: That dude causes you nothing but heartache as an auction house. Chasing that asshole down once he wins the fucking auction, because you know what it costs to bid usually? Fuck zero. Mm. Just wave your fucking paddle, dickhead, and then you realize you overspent yourself, And now you're walking away and they got to relist that shit. And that is a huge pain in the ass for them to carry it over to the next auction, which might be next month or whatever. Mm -hmm. The auctions that real dealers pay into, I have got a quarter of a million dollar line of credit with these people. Yeah, once you win, they're already taking your money. That's done. Yeah. So there's very little risk For the people who are running the auction that I participate in. Because I've already signed a durable contract that says if I wave my fucking paddle, which it's not, but if I happen to bid on something, that I'm committing to that with a 5% buyer's fee or whatever, and a $125 document fee or whatever, whatever. And if I made a mistake and happened to be scratching my nose... When they got that fucking bullshit road glide up to fourteen thousand dollars for the first time in three goes, then I own the shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like my opportunity to say that wasn't me is when they <laughs> say eight seventy-two at fourteen thousand two hundred and thirty-eight dollars. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I was scratching myself. Yeah. Because when you're in these auctions, there are people online that are bidding with a button press. Right. Mm-hmm. They are listening to the auction in real time. And you are there in person, bidding with a raise of your eyebrow, mm-hmm. or yeah. a slight movement of the clipboard that has your bidder number on the back of it. Please tell me, though, that you have like an Elvis-like, like serious like bid, like like
2: yeah. Uh, there <laughs> are there
1: are some dudes that have kind of a distinctive bid, signature. Believe yeah. it or not, it is better to to stay down low.
3: Yeah, I'm sure I'm it sure. is
1: way better because everybody in there, essentially, and as dumb as this is is people are playing the man against the t- across the table from them. The online buyers are always at a disadvantage. The caller and the guy who's recording the bids is always going to give deferential treatment to the people who are there and in front of him. Mm-hmm. Because those people tend to know the property better because they've had a chance to inspect it. Right.
0: Yeah, they're they're are
1: standing really there looking at the Honda VTX 1300. They can see it. They can see things that the people at the home, at the, the shop whatever that's bidding online can't see. Right. And you will see that shit when these are mixed auctions where you have online auctions happening against real life auctions. You have people in the building, maybe 40, 50, 60 people in the building, and you got 100 people or 200 people online.
0: Right.
1: Well, the description of the vehicle is only so good. And a lot of these places pride themselves on making sure that their descriptions are like mega accurate. Right. They take pictures of every like cross-threaded screw so they can say, "Dude, we let you know." Yep. Like don't bet drunk, don't play backsies on this shit. I had um I had a really good buddy from the old the RC industry I was in
3: named Ely, and he's in Connecticut. And he makes his living off selling uh, cars to Lebanon because his brother lives in Lebanon and he buys cars here or ships them over. Yep. He one of the reasons he's so successful is doesn't matter what he paid for the car or what it's worth. He makes $2500 exactly. So right. he'll, if it, he gets a Corvette for $1,000. bucks does not matter. Doesn't matter. He sells it for $35, whatever. Right. So he, 25 to 30 cars for, a month, yeah. 2500 You can see it makes
1: some money. It's brilliant.
3: So yeah. I went out and hung out with him, and he took me to the auction. And, and in Connecticut, that's where the ports are. Yep. So their auctions are fucking huge. It's, it's, like,
1: it's a whole game, believe me. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: nuts. But what he had going, which was really fucking cool, and he's been doing this for 25 years, he owned gas stations and started doing this stuff, um, he knew enough guys that they all had their specialties. So his were four-door Corollas Hmm. and four-door Mercedes and things that they'd Mm -hmm. want in Lebanon. So he'd be doing auctions, whatever, but he'd also have some guys that if he saw a car and the auction was open, he'd buy it. (laughs) But he other guys would know that Ely would buy these cars. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I watched him listen, And he'd come back and, and there'd be a guy come up to me He goes, I got three for you. He said, Oh, what'd you get? That da whatever. Exactly. Okay, and then he'd pay him a hundred dollars fee Absolutely. for doing the bidding for fees. Mm-hmm. Solid. And they would trade the yeah. titles and things at the end of it. Oh, thank you, John. And it was it was fucking cool. Like like those dudes had his back. Yeah. And they'd walk out with twenty cars or ten cars and
1: Many times when you participate in an auction and you're into the fetishy shit. Yeah. So like if you're into some real fruitcake nutjob shit <laughs> what you want to do is you want to make sure that the other people in the room know that you're into some fruitcake nutjob shit. Yeah. And I've done this with many, I've gone into a room and seen in the auction, like, a, like a Vespa GTS. Mm-hmm. Now look, any of these other fucking toadstool lickers is going to buy this thing because it's, that's Vespa, people buy too much for them, I going to sell Vespa, ha!
0: I'll
1: put it next to my razors and my, my yeah. you know, yeah. whatever, my <clears throat> swamp buggies. Okay. Cletus' woman would love herself a Vespa. What you got to do is you got to just make it clear to the people that are there. Hey. That Vespa. I want to buy that. And, you, and it's collusion. It's not fair to the auction house. Right. But just tell people, look, I want that. Back the fuck off of that shit. Don't hurt me. Right. Right? And I'll tell you what. You want it too. I'll talk to everybody in the room, 40 people in the room. I'll be like, hey, anybody want to get that fucking thing? Do you remember when there were those two Honda Odysseys in that auction I did? Yeah. So there were two Gen 1 immaculate, immaculate Honda I don't know Odyssey. if they were
2: restorations or original, no, they were but they straight were straight up original.
1: Beautiful. But they were shit because they had no suspension. <clears throat> right. They were the first generation of Honda Odysseys. Yeah. And they were in immaculate condition. So I kind of was like, that's just weird enough. That if this doesn't get stupid and out of control, if we don't all fight each other on this shit, somebody might walk away right. feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah. So I kind of went around the room and I was like, hey, are you into those odysseys? Like, hey, we're all drinking coffee, somebody else's coffee. We're all eating somebody else's donuts. Anybody want to talk about those odysseys out there? Because mm-hmm. they've made the mistake of letting us all be in the same room at the same time. <laughs> ah, no. Okay, <clears throat> one dude. I'm like, okay, oh, so what do you think fair and you, dudes will walk up to you all the time. What do you think's fair? I don't know, like 800
2: a piece? Well, you know, I'm going to be bidding on the Odyssey. Does anybody want to talk to me? Exactly. Right. Who am I going to go against? And then you go, like, I go eight. Oh, dude, I wouldn't
1: have gone more than six. Good then, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. I'll tell you what, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. If I can get these things for eight, I'll cut you in on something next time. Yeah. And it's okay to communicate. Yeah, like, everybody yeah. gets to an auction and thinks that they're a fucking secret squirrel. Yeah. These people get to an auction and they're like, in stealth mode, they don't talk to nobody. They don't make friends. They're all like, hey, "Don't even look at me, motherfucker." Well,
4: it's kind of uh, like the eBay mentality that you got to snipe. Sniping, to yeah. yeah,
1: bitches are sniping. I've
4: been I,
2: to the city auction, yeah, where all the city vehicles get up, mm. and that is not the case, is it? <laughs> oh fuck, no. Everybody knows everybody, and oh, the, the, the high. I'm not going to name any names, but the That's high a good, roller is the guy who comes in and he. Buys the coffee and donuts for everybody. Oh, fuck. So he lays out. He lays out for everybody. He's not even the auction house. Everybody knows. Don't even bother trying to (gasps) bid against him. So if he shows any interest on something. Fuck off. Get out of the way. He's going to get it. So are you wow. going to start
3: telling your buddies about these city auctions so we can come and I've
2: buy felt, some weed whackers or well, something? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> they're going <laughs> <laughs> to buy another rusty Cleveland vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're probably going to be ending, yeah. but they're going to be transitioning to an online setup. Yeah, like Gov mm-hmm. deals. So it's not going to be everybody shows up on a Saturday morning and... Yeah. All right, here we have a Crown Vic. Do I get a hundred? Do I get a hundred? Do, Do I have a hundred? Right. Oh, sold at two fifty. Right. I, I went. Mean, to Crown a... Vicks are selling for two hundred fifty. Yeah, but they're Cleveland Crown Vicks. Yeah. They ain't worth two hundred. No, they're hepatitis, uh, man.
3: That was yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever done. Did 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 whatever. I've done things. Was uh, I went to a cop auction, and like you was like you hear about all these deals. Oh, dude, I got a, a brand new dirt bike for fifty bucks. These guys, these guys were, were spending like. Three thousand dollars on a clapped out, a wheelied, broken back
2: fender. Like yeah, RM two fifty. But the only good thing about that is you know that those bikes were running when they were fucking impounded. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's they true. wouldn't have been impounded if they weren't fucking running. So those are Shit, actually. Shit, those bikes are
1: still scared. They're still warm, you know, like they're
2: still warm. So that's why some of those, I, those Cleveland police, you know, yeah. those auctions, those are a good place to buy a But quadrant. their prices were and, so high. And through the magic of whatever, you get a title for them. Yeah. So wow. they impound it. Right. It may have never had a fucking title before, dirt bike. Yep. but yeah. they're going to. They can't sell it to you without issuing a title, right? So you're going wow. to get a title wow. when oh, you that get. That might it. be worth it. Then, that's you know? a that's
4: a real pro tip then, because like, you, you got all the people on ADV writer who are looking for you know trying to get, bend some rules to street legal. A, right. uh, they can auction bike. off a no, bike. No, just and let
1: your shit get impounded, right. <laughs> right? And then buy it back from the <laughs> auction. But and now you got a title. But they could have a dirt only title though. You
3: can't get a dirt uh, okay, but yeah. that's
2: not a problem either. If you as long as you have some sort of title, you can get a dirt only title converted. You can put yeah. the kit on it and yeah. you can take it to the state police Well, get them in, some,
3: in some
1: states, in some they can. Uh,
3: All right. mm-hmm. Some but places are really strict.
2: Yeah, that's a that's actually
1: a really good pro tip. I bought ages ago. I bought a 1992 Mazda Porter Cab, which is a micro truck. It's mm-hmm. a cake truck, right? So it's a K truck, and I bought it from huh? the city of Chicago. And the city of Chicago had purchased like six of these things as a pilot program to use as luggage handling vehicles at the Chicago airport, hmm. <laughs> okay, at O'Hare. And the idea was they were going to have these little these little micro trucks, with 550cc motors, dragging around trailers full of luggage mm-hmm. on the airport property, which fucking didn't pan out. But it's a Mazda, and it's a
2: Porter cab, and they're cute. Hence the reason why the one you had had the fucking tranny welded back, the brackets for the tra- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at any rate, and so I bought
1: this thing on a, a GovDeals auction, yeah. and I got it for very little. And I went to Chicago and drove it home. Which don't ever drive a 550 cc pickup truck, <laughs> anything, with no heat in the winter, back from Chicago on literally 10 inch wheels. Right. So it's like Lambretta rims, <laughs> and uh, and they were the tr- they were the trailer. They were literally the uh, what do you call it? Uh, wheelbarrow tires. So, like, this thing had tires that were not rated to go over 45 miles an hour.
4: They weren't snow tires. No
1: tires. <laughs> and they were hard from 1992. So I drove that bitch all the way back from Chicago. And my buddy, Johnny Chef, who owns Motorworks in Chicago, is, still has his. So he bought one, too. Mm. And uh, he lettered his shit up. And he still uses it as a shop vehicle. And because I bought it from the city of Chicago, and I called him up and I said, Well, you know, it's illegal. You can't even sell me a vehicle that doesn't have a title. Mm-hmm. Me, they gave me a title for, and this wasn't like a 25 year old vehicle then it was still relatively fresh mm-hmm. it had about 600 miles on it when I bought it and they were like okay, you'll get a title and they gave me an Illinois title for a thing that wasn't even supposed to be in America wow. and because they couldn't figure it out either my title said Mazda B2000 That's a Ford Ranger, guys. (laughs) Just so you know, a Mazda B2000 is a Ford Ranger. And because 1992 Ford Rangers require e-check, I went in and told the people here in Ohio, I was like, well, this is a diesel. like, what do you mean? I was like, you can't e-check it. It's a diesel. Well, you can't e-check it because it's a 550cc with no catastrophic converter. So... I literally took my label Baby Junior and printed up the little things that say diesel, vehicle, diesel fuel only and put it above where the gasoline goes in on this little ridiculous porter cap, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's a toy truck. Mm. And uh, I took it into the people at the title bureau, and I said, they keep asking me for an e-check. Meanwhile, it's diesel. If you want to ruin your equipment, go right ahead. Right. You can stick a sniffer in it, but it's diesel. And so I took it up there and I showed them the little sticker on the thing that said diesel fuel lonely. And they were like, Oh, that's weird. And they put it on my title. They gave me a new title that said diesel. Mazda B two thousand diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no e checks forever. Did you see that your little habit and your,
3: your uh, hobby has become infectious? Yeah. So you you got I mean little Japanese cars? Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, Porco has his his little his yeah. little van. Did mm-hmm. You see Spin Bike Shop?
1: Yeah, so they got a Delica. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, R- Renee told me about that. Renee said they got a Delica. Yep. So they got a Mitsubishi Delica. That's kick-ass.
3: Yeah, they did it for their shop. They have it all. It's all, like, 4 wheel logo-, logo? Yeah. It's logoed that's up. nice. It's got the, the headlights on the front, the whole, like, uh, crush bars and all mm. kinds of things. It's yeah. pretty cool looking, man. Yeah, Delicas are
1: badass. But all I can say is that, you know, there's only certain people that started that. Yeah, it's fine. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. We... I don't want any credit for starting any dumb things.
2: I feel yeah. fairly certain that spin is not going to eclipse Phil's passion for this. No, but you know it's kind of cool. It's epidemic. cool though. I'd rather see, oh, but if
3: I have to see shop trucks driving around, yeah. I'm not going to be mad about seeing the small dudes, like yeah. you know, interesting little well, dudes. They did a delica,
2: um, they did a Delica, but they're not going to be doing. Anything. You can take a look at this and pass it down, because I just bought those. <laughs> did you really? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. From where? What um, the fuck, Vancouver,
1: man. British Columbia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, that's sort of like a modern escargot. It is an escargot. Oh, those are.
1: <laughs> it's not just a, or it's it's a pair of escargots with the with the Jiffy Lube uh, escargot. On. I like the yeah. moon window in the one. Yeah, the one has the porthole windows, so Very the good. one has the porthole windows, and the other one has the uh, sunshine roof. So sunshine daydream. Yeah, electric electric cloth top like the Pows have, but just mm. bigger. Ah. Wow.
0: Um,
2: so
1: you guys, podcast listeners, can look up Nissan, the letter S, and the word cargo. S cargo, land terms. Looks like it. a fucking snail. And uh, <laughs> let me see what you did there. And so yeah, I'm uh, I'm fired up about it. Are they because in Canada? They are in Canada. Um, because kind of? they can get the vehicles in Canada at 15 years. We have to wait until 25 years. Ooh. So these oh. have been used to promote uh, Jiffy Lube for a minute. So uh, go ahead. Questions? How, well, uh, how
3: much red tape is that going to be to bring them from Canada here? After? So it's like Well, here's party. the good news is,
1: um, they're in Canada, which means they're no longer Japanese. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And, they're on uh, this continent.
1: They're on this continent. And so what I'm going to do is I am going to uh, ship them. From Vancouver mm-hmm. to Windsor, Okay? Because yep. my original idea was fun. I was going to be, I was going to fly to Vancouver,
3: uh-huh.
1: with another wingman, and that we were going to go over and pick them up, and then we are going to drive them from Vancouver to Cleveland, because that's fun. Oh, totally. Except what for? It is winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of tundra between. Mm. There's a whole lot of blizzards we can get stuck in yep. in. You know, front-wheel drive vehicles that are very big cross section for the wind. They mm-hmm. might do okay, though. I mean, they're front-wheel drive. I mean, they're front-wheel drive, and, and that's all cool and all. Um, yeah, but here I, you can. Yes, you car. Go. Is that, left or right. is
2: that a K car chassis? I mean, no, that's... it's not. So it's
1: bigger than a Figaro. How many cc's? Fifteen hundred.
2: Oh, yeah. so 1.5 the, liter.
1: It's 1.5 liter. Exactly. <laughs> it's so
2: tall. It's so tall, little dude. Oh, you there. can put a
1: scooter in the back, no problem. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a very tall vehicle. As we said, the cross section on this thing, it's a billboard going down the road. Mm-hmm. So I was the original plan was to fly me and an accomplice out to Vancouver, have this guy pick me up at the Vancouver airport, take me to his place, grab the two cars, and just fucking hillbilly it with dealer plates and be like, yeehaw! As long as you get a passport, let's drive these things cross country. And then yeah, okay. So now what the idea is going to be is I'm just going to pay a professional. To move these two vehicles from Vancouver, on some sort of a truck, to Windsor. And then we will go up to Windsor, yeah. where I will already have had the paperwork in my hands. I will have already gone and processed into titles, because I can do that. And then we'll go up to Windsor and grab these things with dealer plates, with titles that are already in our names,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and bring them across. I have off the whole week of Christmas. Oh, good to know. Well, I won't be here, but... This, yeah. And so the seller has been great. The seller's been Because I'd cool. love to
2: go to Windsor with you. I know where you're going. Windsor's good. Yeah. yeah. Go to Spaga. Spaga. It's, like, it's like polite Vegas. The Canadian ballet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So anyway, so yeah, Nissan Go. So I just bought two of those. Um, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're weird. So I'm going to sell one. I'll probably keep the one with the rag top.
2: I don't really like maple donuts. But for whatever reason... <laughs> You want to share one? The smell of the two maple donuts just. <laughs> so I think
1: like... both of those are maple donuts. I think one is maple with white cream inside, and the other one's just a maple gla- a maple circle donut.
2: It's you know, a boring one. It's filling the air with mapleness. It's maple goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're talking about Canada? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I um, hope they're not
1: chooched. In any way. <laughs> <laughs> Thoroughly chooched. Mm. The guy said their Skookum is free. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he said he goes you know they're, they're you can get in them and drive them to Canada or or get in and drive them to California if you want but it's a lot closer there uh, yeah. but yeah it's uh it's pretty cool so uh, yeah it's been a it's been a pretty uh, pretty eventful couple of days around here with all that going on so uh, go I
2: on. I've missed the, the, like the last two or three podcasts oh, yeah. Yeah. so I assume you guys have talked about getting in the new. Genuine GN four hundred and stuff oh, yeah. like that. G four hundred C baby. Uh,
1: yeah, it's the Honda CB four hundred SS. Wherever else you might be, mm-hmm. uh, but for our market, genuine G four hundred C. We've been playing around. We rode it around. Shot a video. Had fun with it. It's It, it is everything you want it to be. It uh,
2: looks really nice. I mean, this is my first good. time seeing it. Well, and, and that's uh, you know what it that means a, a lot. Wait a minute. Where's the pipes on this one? Oh,
1: uh, they're in the process of being modified. Oh. What I did was I got a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yep. talked about so I got this header. header assembly from a... Uh, what do they call this a powerbomb? Yeah. So this is a powerbomb yep. XR400 header. Yep, yep. So the trick with the XR400, though, is the XR400 header goes into the middle of the frame mm-hmm. where the airbox currently resides. Oh. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted this particular pipe to work, it, it doesn't clear the frame, it doesn't clear the kickstart lever at all. Right? So what I did was I hackamified it and mm-hmm. just cut cut that bad part it off. It's like stainless. That. It is stainless. Yeah. Yeah, it's stainless. Which means, you know, no fun welding. Time to get the tig
2: out. Uh, mm-hmm. You can weld stainless. It'll just
1: rust. It'll rust. Right. The weld will rust. But, but who you gives could a weld fuck? it with just a Oh I've work. welded, yeah. yeah. I've made stainless before. It's just not in in So what I'm doing is I'm just going to get some uh, pipe, some standard mild steel pipe, and we're going to fuse these things two together. But I'm going to have to do a little pipe bending to get this to be... So in the world of the G400C or the X... I'm going to get this right. The XY400. Yes, the XY400, which is its Chinese name. So... uh, in the catalog, if you ever want to research these things, Shine Ray XY four hundred, Chunking XY five hundred, um, or XY four hundred, they have never produced one with an up high scrambler pipe. Mm. There's every version they call a scrambler has a low pipe on it. Starts and,
2: low, goes high, whatever it does. Yeah, but it all not, goes under the footpegs. Yeah, yeah,
1: it all goes low. So I didn't want that. I wanted to have a two into one. Mid-ships. High pipe scrambler. Exactly right. I, I have rules about scramblers. Um, I ordered in some tires that will offend everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We haven't mounted them yet, but they will offend everybody.
2: Those uh, don't excite me. These are just normal,
1: bit. yeah, normal street tires. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna change that. Uh, we have things that are happening to that bike in time for the IMS show in Cleveland. So that's our game.
2: So I, you're going after it this year you're going to be going- do you remember our
1: friend Chance that was riding the Suzuki C50 from AMA vintage days
2: yes yes and he yes, came yes.
1: to our podcast absolutely well he happened to win a couple of tickets for the a- uh, the IMS show in Cleveland from those fuckers at the Motorcycles and Misfits hmm. Hmm. so uh, those fuckers Jocelyn Beard or one of her, one of their uh, band of celebrities at the Misfits had some extra tickets for IMS shows, and they uh, they distributed them to their listenership by having them answer some horse cockamamie trivia right. questions. And, uh, and away they gave away the... But Chance won some tickets. So Chance is going to be in town here for... He took a chance. He took a chance. He called them up and said he was interested in winning the tickets. They called him. He answered a dumb trivia question, and he ended up winning a couple of tickets for the IMS in Cleveland. So he's going to be here for IMS. And I told him we do a podcast at IMS. So, all the better. So, So, fantastic.
3: Unbeknownst, because this is the way my life works always, I can plan for something for months. So, I get to go to the IMS show on Friday only. Because I will be heading at sometime early Saturday morning Mm -hmm. to the lovely and wonderful, especially as an adult, fun place in Florida where the mouse and his sister live. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here! (laughs) Really? You're going to feed the rat? So, (laughs) my my parents-in-law's... Uh, can so, your wallet handle it, sir? Well, this is the thing. So, this is why I God, can't not do it. I can't go near that place. Well, no, this is why. So, parents in law said if you can get here with your wife and your small child, mm-hmm. we will cover everything else. <gasps> And I was like, well, fuck, I don't have a lot of money, and Golden I'm buying ticket. a spade, so I can't really uh, do you know. <laughs> but I, I forgot that, you know what, I travel a fuckload for my Be job. Be careful
1: how you say buying a spade south of the Mason-Dixon.
3: Right, no, it's, right. it's a motorcycle, right. All right. But, um, you know, so I travel, all this miserable travel and all these airports traveling all over for my job. Yeah. I didn't even think about it, but I had signed up for the old uh, uh, frequent flyer. Some mouse. sort of frequent flyer thing, right? And I looked, and I had like two hundred ninety-seven thousand. Oh, so now you're at Disney. Thing. So yeah, yeah so that it was, it was it. Cost me thirteen dollars for three to jackets. go feed the mouse. Yeah, so rock that's on, good for you, man. But unfortunately, I only get Friday. So my right. wife's like, I, I don't even need to see you. Take the day off of work. All right. So loading in anything, I'm available from all day. Friday. But Friday, and then I'm going to get completely shit hammered, so that I just am recovering on the plane all day. So what time not do you fly on idea?
1: Saturday, give or take? You know, morning, morning, or? Like
3: 11-ish, 11-12, so well, it's not horrible.
1: We may record podcasts Friday night as usual, but yeah. at the IMS, at yeah, the, yeah. the Motorcycle yeah. Show. Yeah. That's cool. Motorcycle Show is always fun. So maybe I, I, I usually go a couple days, but you know. Look, it's that or Frostbite in Cleveland, so right. fucking mm-hmm. hang out with motorcycles.
3: And now they serve alcohol at, at the Mouse Place. Yes, they do. Yeah, so that's okay. going to be tolerable. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You can get drunk and look at princesses. hmm Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. I've never been to the Mouse House, so I have no, no idea. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that I know that are like adults. And they're like, no, it's really great. It's fantastic. And I don't have my ears either. I've not, I've not achieved my musketeers. I'm not. I
3: will bring everybody back a set of ears. No, I don't want them. <laughs> I'm to. not crying any
2: musketeers. I'm not, <laughs> not crying <laughs> <any> musketeers <laughs> for my musketeers.
3: That's it. <laughs> so, did you ever see? There's a guy who sh- did you see the guy who shot a movie at Disneyland or whatever? Like, no. no, he just he took a camera and all and, and actors and they snuck in every day. Really? And they shot a movie and they mm. tried to they tried to shut like they. After he put it out, they the Disneyland or Disney World or whatever they are, like tried to like sue him and all this stuff because he had no permits, or anything. He, of course like, not. Just totally gorilla him whole movie. Yeah,
1: like, but I mean, today with an iPhone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go rock, knock your socks off, man! Yeah. I mean, go crazy. You can film all kinds of crazy crap. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, I I I'm, I totally approve of that. Probably. Of course, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. that's it. You know, all that crazy shit they did with the Blair Witch Project. By today's standards, looks stupid.
3: Right, yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, found video, whatever. Right.
1: Uh, to the, uh, the weird motorcycle topic. Mm. So I have a number of these motorcycles that we're doing, you know, this litany of motorcycles I have for less than $3,000, and there's a lot of them. So we've been putting up YouTube videos constantly. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland Moto, it's not complicated. YouTube, that's the thing. And you type Cleveland Moto into the YouTube, and there's fucking videos, right? Yep. And so we're doing a little video for each one of these motorcycles, and they're all under $3,000. Mm-hmm. So every bike is less than $3,000, in the spirit of our podcast, Cheap, Interesting Motorcycles. Yeah, right. So I have the TDM850 up. Uh, among other places, I have these items listed Which, on Facebook. For the record, and yeah.
3: for all the listeners... If I hadn't committed to this other thing, I would have uh, bought this. Look, yeah. I, I yeah. would have. Like, it was, like, it was cool really bar. hard for me. I sat it's there. a very cool bike. Yeah, it's yeah. an
1: interesting bike. Mm-hmm. Yep. What shocks me, and this goes back to our discussion about eBay and how eBay is slightly broken at the moment, right. but it is hilarious. You put an item up on uh, Facebook Marketplace and mm-hmm. use that as the example because there's very, very fast feedback. Right? So, I put the, uh, I put the, I mean, impeccably running 92 Yamaha TDM.
0: Mm.
1: We've rebuilt the carbs with everything. I mean, it has all the good things. It's got a brand new fuel tap. It's got brand new rebuilt carbs. Like, all the
3: shit you're going to have to do
1: when you buy the the one off of wherever that says,
3: it ran great, been parked for two years, and needs a little TLC. And...
1: Whatever you can jump on this TDM right now and ride it anywhere you want to ride. Right, I, I give it the absolute Cleveland Moto seal of approval, just like the PC 800 that left here today. Press button, bike starts. Right, Go buy it now. Bike. Don't wait till
2: next spring. You, thank yeah. you.
1: Don't call me in April and bitch. The shit runs today, and if you keep running it, it'll brun- it'll continue to ride. But if you're going to be a dick, be a dick. So this guy, um, I have got this thing up. For two thousand dollars.
3: Yeah, like this? I'm not a rich guy. Thousand bucks. That's but that's affordable money. That's like cheap bike. That's like you know what? I'm not going to drink beer for a few months. I'm not going (laughs) to fucking go to lunch. I'm going to get some rice and beans and stuff, and I can buy that bike. You know, like yeah,
1: motherfuckers, not and motherfucker, a whole goddamn flock Mm -hmm. of motherfuckers are sending me messages. That are such as you know because now they have that auto complete thing. Oh yeah! So it's like you don't even have to type anymore; you just press a button that says like "I'm interested in the thing you're selling." Every once right. in
4: a while, I accidentally press that, and then yeah. I immediately write a message to the seller being like, "I'm so sorry, I'm I didn't so mean sorry. to press that I button. I auto completed <laughs> that shit. I'm
1: not a robot. I I'm swear. not a fucking dick." So, good afternoon. Is this available? Which is one of the yeah. auto complete buttons? Yeah.
3: No, I took the time to post it here because I had nothing else to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then he immediately writes,
1: <laughs> "I pay $600, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not embellish that right that statement. Right. I pay 600 okay. Whether or not Mr. Jasenko is but English as a first language, right. I don't care. I pay 600 okay. No. That's a lot less than the 2000 I'm asking. Right. I've learned now the best way to respond to these guys is not like go fuck your hat. Right. It's is this a scam? Right. I just I, I write back. Is this a scam? He writes back. Nop. Nop. <laughs> Nop. Bike old and tow. Literally tow. Much miles. Need fifteen thousand dollar sign for big inspection. Tire, oil, brakes, maybe more. Mm. I wrote back. So well, it's a scam. It's a scam. Yeah. Right.
0: right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, we talked about being a good buyer in a previous podcast. If you ever want to understand how low the bar has been set with what we allow to be a person who can operate electronic devices in America,
0: mm-hmm.
1: list something on Facebook Marketplace.
3: Or anywhere, but here's the thing. You think so, he's in America, though? No, I think it's a scam. I think you got that. No, a I don't think he's a scam. scam. I don't think
1: it's a scam at no, all. I unfortunately. Do,
3: because I, I get, you can list any, the first, the first. 35 minutes of an item listed on craigslist and you'll get nine offers oh yeah, yeah and it's all people that are fucking the same kind of
4: shit i got one for the minibike i'm trying to sell this I'll dude's give you a real 100. dude i mean i i yeah. just looked him up he lives if in the area if it if it was a scam he would have he would have been like okay with I the will, asking price and okay. he would have sent you hold. a check for way more right. than that and then asked for some yeah. bad. or and, like craigslist like yeah this is my favorite money i don't
3: well, know how they like they fuck you over and it's like if you're not stupid
1: well you gotta be stupid yeah. yeah. The point is, yeah. The, the Craigslist one is simple. It's like I get the phone call on my cell phone of a local number, a 440 or a 216 number that my phone doesn't recognize as being a person I know. And I see that number, and it usually is between the hours of 0900 and 1145. Mm-hmm. And I see that number, and I pick up the phone, and I just say, hello. Now, don't say another word. Right. Don't, do not utter another fucking syllable. Or just say hi. But don't say hello twice. An uncomfortable period of time will go by. Any normal human would have talked to you by now. Right. No. The computer is doing its job and registering the fact that a human being just picked up the phone. Mm. And now it needs to engage in a conversation with you. We got one. Thank you. We got one. And it connects you to the person that's sitting in cell block 3A. Right. Okay? Who is or is not currently <laughs> selling your information to somebody in Saudi Arabia. Right. Okay. They will then say, do you still have the 15 Guzzi Moto for yeah. sale? At which point the correct answer is, because they're, what they're going to say is, we can help you sell your bike.
3: Right, right, yeah.
1: We're going to help you sell your bike. We guarantee your bike is going to sell within X period of time. If you entertain our services... We're gonna do list of optimization. It's gonna be on fifty different lists across America. We guarantee your bike will sell in fourteen days. All you gotta do is pay us one hundred and twenty dollars upfront. Right. Whatever. What? If, if you're dumb enough to buy into this fucking well, that's thing, you I'll deserve to say, lose your money.
3: say like, I do not need help selling my motorcycle. Of course
1: they do, and that works not at all. Right. Like, I'm not interested in trades, right. and I don't need help selling my shit. Everybody ignores that. Right. You're still on the same bullshit spam. That's like saying the people that like in the Facebook scams. We're like, oh, I'm not going to... I do not give anyone permission to use my Facebook Yeah, account. right, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You yeah. think that works? You're, you're on Facebook, so you've already agreed to everything. You've already agreed to a dick in your ass. You're on yeah, Facebook. Right, right,
1: right, right. So bend over and take it willingly. One Enjoy of, it.
3: One of my new favorite things now, when I'm like, I can't sleep at night or something, I'll log on and I'll, I'll look at YouTube, are these like <clears throat> uh, programmer hacker guys that just spend their time fucking with scam artists. Yeah. So there's, I guess this one guy, there's one now where... They go and, like, they, you go back and forth with them, and they, they say that you have a refund coming to you, and it's worth $500, blah, blah, whatever. So they go through this whole thing, and what they do is they, they get people gullible enough that they, they ask for uh, the ability to take over your desktop. Sure. And then mm-hmm. they want to open your yeah. bank account, and yeah. they're going to deposit the money exactly in your bank they account. They put up a fake thing, and they yeah. do whatever. So this dude programmed, like, Bank of America and mm-hmm. had it over here, and yeah. it was a fake one that would completely interact to whatever oh, you yeah. were doing with it, and all this other stuff. And so he had this guy on the hook. They went back and forth, and so when the guy, he gave he said, oh, yeah, go ahead, here you go, whatever. Right, here you go. And, yeah. he did, and then he blocked him out, right. got into their thing, and took $550,000 sure, out, out of their thing I and gotta, put it gotta, in yeah. his account. So that, and the guy's like... He's like, what, I, what's going on? He's like, oh, no, you're fine. He goes, I got my refund. We're good. We're good. He's like, no, wait. He goes, I have a nice day or whatever. And then yeah. he said, by the way, I donated to this. And he listed all the charities he sent the $550,000 to. And I was like,
1: that is awesome. If man. you happen to have a motorcycle currently listed on Craigslist, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners do, if you have that motorcycle listed on Craigslist and you've gotten some of these, these fucking bullshit calls, mm-hmm. we're going to help you sell your bike, I will tell you right now for free on our podcast how to stop those calls from happening. It's very simple. I found out about it by accident. <laughs> mm. I'm a dealer.
0: Well,
1: I'm a dealer. They hang up instantly. Well, hmm. That company will never call you back about that ad. Do you know why? You're a fucking dealer. Right. What are they going to tell you? Yeah. They stop. They cease and desist. In fact, the person on the other line says, okay, sorry, and they hang up. When is the last time some tele-asshole ever said, okay, sorry, and hung up? Right, yeah. It's magic. <laughs> so I didn't know it, but I said it by accident. Somebody called, and I was like, um, I was going to be like, I haven't had that shit listed in fucking nine months. Right. Sold that bike a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But-, but instead, I just said, I'm a dealer. And they were like, okay, sorry. <gasps> and as turned out, I had the keys to the castle at that point. So the next four of them that called me up, I just said, they call me up, and I play the game. They go, oh, yeah, will you help me? I go, hold on. I'm a dealer. Sorry. Have a great day. And they hang up.
3: I've actually used you and your, your, your dealership. You're not the first. Here. Well, yeah. No, no, this was really good. So, you know, just like anybody here, you know, my
2: daily coffee routine You're not is, the only one in needs rectum surgery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a
3: referral. Right. But my daily coffee routine is I get to work. You know, I pop the computer on, and I go to, you know, eat or uh Email and then Craigslist, yeah, you know, okay. to see what kind of shit popped up. And so, a while ago, this, this KTM 9 or 990 or something for $3,500 looked pretty nice. I'm like, This is a scam, yeah, but it's I'm like, a I'm just gonna email them anyways, right. right? This person, it was like a really interesting, it made my day, it was so fun. So, this lady, her name was like, you know, whatever, or Clarissa or something. She's like, Oh, my husband died, this oh, yeah. is pride and joy, yeah. blah blah, whatever. She yeah. goes, I'm happy. Here's th- if you're interested in the bike, and so we go back and forth, and I was like, "Well, looking at the pictures, this is not Ohio," right? You said it's in Solon. Yeah. yeah, there's a palm, this is palm tree This a fucking mountain. It. Right. No, exactly. it's a mountain with like an elevation <laughs> thing on the sign. And so, I'm pretty
1: sure I see a flamingo. Yeah.
3: So we go back and forth. She goes, "Oh, that's when he took a trip, all blah, 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 whatever." No, <laughs> she's yep. like, "Listen," she goes, "I just, I need to move the bike. I'm happy to use my shipping service and mm-hmm. send it to you, and you can, you can, you can, oh, can yeah. look at the bike before you pay it for Absolutely. it. Absolutely." I said, "How about this?" I said. I go, my friend Phil owns a company called Clebemoto. Yeah. He travels quite a bit. So I see that you are now in St. Louis. He happens to be going there. I'll just have him bring the I'll cash. And when he's there, he can check the bike exactly. out. He'll give you the cash. Yeah. No more interaction. Yeah. None. You're You're stopped it stopped at that It's mm-hmm. over. It was just done. Yeah. But it was a fun, it was yeah. a fun little time to yeah. go back and forth. Oh, yeah. yeah. And
0: yeah.
3: The, the lowness, like the dead husband thing. She kept coming back to it. I miss him, and I want to see the bike go uh, and yeah.
4: oh travel more. Oh, I've, I've gotten that, too, with an old Honda. The oh. dead husband, yeah.
1: It's sad, man. You're yeah. like, damn, man. Like, Oh, the same Toyota Tacoma has been listed on Craigslist in every fucking market. Because I used to hunt Toyota Tacomas for the frame recall. Yep. The same Toyota Tacoma has been listed in every fucking market. It's a $20,000 truck. Right. And it's always listed for 4500 bucks, Right. And you can see it if you have like a Craigslist helper, you can see that Toyota Tacoma, Tacoma in 50 markets. Mm-hmm. How so, can it be listed in Butte, Montana and Cleveland, Ohio? Right. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. So Craigslist
3: Craigslist needs to stop fucking around and like to flag an ad no. takes far too much time out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it. I hide them from myself. Yeah. But like, like, I, I'm not going to spend 10 minutes to go to whatever lengths they want you to do.
1: To But how am each. I going to get a casual encounter if they make it hard to flag? Yeah, come, on, come on, man. man. Just, they, they Sometimes a guy later. just needs a little love. Yeah, no, yeah. No. <laughs> and true. somebody in an Ewok suit. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so you had said uh, to come up with some ideas or something for this yeah. podcast. So I thought about something kind of interesting. And there's enough time that we could actually do this, and it would, you know, so, you know, they they announced officially that uh, Vintage Days is going to be uh, the fifth through the seventh. Yes,
1: it's the Fourth of July weekend, essentially. Yeah, yeah,
3: basically. So you have to get there on the Fourth of July to enjoy all your, enjoying.
1: <laughs> but um, to burn the place down proper.
3: So considering that, you know, there's all the fun going on last year, and there's enough listeners that had come up and said, "Hey, we listened to your podcast." Yes. What about not victims, We you mean? do a drink contest where listeners can bring a cocktail of their craft. Oh, cocktail. oh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, I get, you. I get what you're talking about. And
3: then about. we uh, we sample them, and then we pick a winner. <laughs> bring us a cocktail. <laughs> you know we're
1: gonna drink piss, right? Yeah, I, you're I, absolutely. I,
3: just so you
1: know, well, these
3: are supposed to be we're gonna we're gonna be like they're supposed okay. to be friendly listeners, drink, not
1: psycho <laughs> cocksuckers. This this is. Very, you know, fruity bouquet, but a bit of a, uh, a, a, bit of an ammonia aftertaste. They have to drink it with us,
0: uh, so they're willing to drink okay. it with Okay, us. Yeah. all right. They
3: right. take the first shot right. out of the thing. I didn't that know that
1: they made an asparagus flavored booze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's
3: called it's called Merlot. Merlot. <laughs> no, not no, Merlot. <laughs> uh, what is fuck? What Malort. are these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Because These pants Malort. won't shit themselves. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. yeah, the uh, God. No, I, I, I think, I'm i just happy when they bring us a bottle. Right. Like, But I'm yeah. just
3: saying, like, that could be an interesting thing. And, like, you know, people could be crea- – because we have listeners that are bartenders and people oh, yeah. that are interesting. Speaking right?
1: of which, keep going that with the subject. I have a thing to bring.
4: Oh, yeah. I know
3: what he's bringing. Okay, well, yeah, he can bring that out. But I'm just saying, like, this could get interesting. This could <laughs> yeah. be, a, you know, as long as they drink it first right, us, right. we are not So gonna they're not die. poisoning us. Yeah, or roofing <laughs> us because we're all so sexy that that would be <laughs> – well, you're young and halfway... The rest of us are past our prime, so, you know.
1: I'd fuck Did we me. talk about this bottle of wine? I'd fuck me real hard. <laughs> Did we talk about that bottle of wine somebody gave us? Local flair. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you must have at least 16 pieces of flair. <laughs> uh, yeah, local <laughs> flair. So this is one of our podcast listeners. Uh, John Killian from Michigan. Uh, he brought us...
2: Uh, of Killian's Irish Red?
1: No, 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 no. Of uh, this of is
2: Killian's. Yeah, if you drink the bottle of
1: <laughs> Moose Powers, he said that's oh. his porn name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they take what do they say? It's like you take your uh, you take your street name street and, name. and yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And so uh, apparently it just worked out that or your high school mascot or something. And uh, but it hit Moose Powers, local flair, Concord grape. So John Killian, who's a podcast listener, brought us this very bottle. Of Concord Grape Wine. Fucking A, thank you very much. Uh, is anybody opposed to us taking a snort on this? I'm no. not a big wine drinker. But no, I'll, but I mean, we'll drink. Tonight. I'll take a hit. We'll I'll
3: take mean, a well, sm- yeah. I, just, a... I like the clip art label, though. That's the best part. <laughs> and, and somehow he fit 19 different fonts on on in four lines. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's pretty amazing.
0: I
2: had some amazing homemade wine. Friends of ours, uh, Annie... And they actually get the grapes uh, brought in from California or whatever. Oh, yeah, they actually, yeah. you know, and they, she made it. And I'm like, but what she said about it was that, right, it somebody had, open that it had no sulfites or whatever. or mm-hmm. And she's like, you can drink this all you want. You won't get a headache or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, sulfates. yeah, Sulfates and all, yeah, yeah. I'm like, huh, oh. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I had I'm a, not a big wine drinker, but I tasted it. It was delicious. Yep. I had some of the best wine I had was at a Bill Cosby concert one time. So when I hear Concord Grape... <laughs> I feel like this wine should taste like jelly. It, it could, <laughs> it might. Well, that's what. So you know, you know, like uh, uh, Geneva and places like that. Yeah. They have
3: the ice wine stuff. Oh, well so that, that's when that the grapes be, oh, the grapes hang on the vines until it freezes, that's and then, a, then it changes mm. the whole consistency of the grape. And that shit.
2: Fuck! I can't think of the name of what that is. Oh shit!
3: But it's it's you can't drink a lot of it. It's like dessert wine, but, but it's soupy. delicious. Yeah, yeah it's I, really
2: really good. That's the like one of the few wines that I'm really interested in because yeah. it's of course sure. But it
3: only happens when like the grapes freeze on the vines. They can't do it. You can't fake yes. the funk. Like you can't take a grape off and throw it in the fucking fridge or oh, wow. freezer. And...
4: That smells like Concord grape juice. <laughs> Does it really? Does it? Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Well, oh that's yeah.
1: Because I happen to like Concord. that and feet. No. (laughs) (laughs) The Concord's are my very favorite of the grapes. Uh, There's a place by my house that grows Concord grapes, and I like to ride my motorcycle by there in the fall because it smells fantastic.
2: Oh, I can imagine.
1: Yeah, it really smells good. The uh, anybody else here that they today was the day they officially killed off the Hayabusa. No, really. Yeah, which means future shop owners will get to hear their version of the KZ1 story (laughs) because I'm going to tell you that. The future.
2: I had one of those. How, today's like
1: today's KZ one asshole. No, I'm sorry, dickhead. Is the uh, is the tomorrow's Hayabusa dickhead? Yep, how yep. many? Yeah, it's the in fastest your, shit you In could your have personal in
3: opinion, how many unmolested Negative. Hayabusas I will need there? a cup. What's uh, that? How, how many, un-molest many unmolested? un-molested like, how, like, what do you think the four. percentage
1: of no, of extended swing
3: arms... No, in,
1: there's four. Okay. There are four. <laughs> there are four unmolested Hayabuses... That have the
3: stockpile... Since
1: the day they were built. <laughs> right. That exist. One is in a Suzuki museum somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. The other's at Barber. Right. Right, because Barber has one. Yeah, they
3: definitely have that Probably yeah. that
1: gold-colored one. That weird yeah, bronze-colored yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably the bronze-colored weird one, because it's, like, fleshy. It yeah. looks like some weird beetle thing. It's... It's it's a very fleshy color. I just every time I see a Hayabusa I think the guy probably owns a Hummer H2
3: somewhere as well. Oh yeah. Like they yeah. kind of go hand in hand. They do. That's like they the do. two vehicles. An H3 probably. H3 even an more, H3 yeah. is
1: a bit douchier than an H2, although they're both pretty douchey. Yeah. But like yeah,
3: H1 is all right. Like that like if you could have an H1 and you didn't put a giant stereo in it and you used it to climb walls, that's okay. I Can, can
1: you <laughs> Well, an H1 an H1. Yeah. It, it is an H1. It is so, a Hummer. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking Hummer. Humvee, right, right, right. right? I mean like okay. Yeah. You won't catch any. You won't catch anybody. Oh wait, anybody hold on. The let me add a stipulation. Home.
3: Yeah. As long as you had the diesel. If you had the fucking V8 in the
1: H1, then that, that
3: that sucks. That's just all well, fucking stereo on wheels. Yeah, but
1: to the Hayabusa thing, I just I'm I'm convinced that when you own a Hayabusa, like you get a tribal tattoo that <laughs> day. Like yeah. it comes. There's yeah. one already
2: on the bike, and then you get one to match it. Uh, the last Hayabusas I saw was last weekend on the highway. Yeah. I'm looking up ahead, and I see a motorcycle on the back of some pickup truck. I see fucking green flames down Mm -hmm. the side of it and everything. Right. I wonder what kind of bike that Mm is. Oh, it's a Hayabusa. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually an older guy driving it, but I'm like, but this is what? This is the truck that would be carrying a Hayabusa. Just like the KZ-1000. It has been out
1: long enough now. The Hayabusa has been in rotation long enough Mm -hmm. that it has become affordable. And that's a dangerous thing. Even a a geezer can own it. Yes. is when the bad boy bastard bike of the world becomes affordable, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, all these dickheads who are kind of like, that's 200 miles an hour, and they start talking about the gentleman's agreement. Fuck you. Like, I feel the same way about people who want to talk to me about diesel KLRs, right? It's just tired. I'm just fucking, I'm woefully tired of it. I know that you just stumbled into this chapter of Motorcycles History, Mm -hmm. and it's very, very exciting to you, but I'm old, and jaded, and curmudgeonly, right? And I'm just as likely to realize that you're not going to make any money for me, so off you fuck. Like, I'm just done with
2: you. We're beyond geezer.
1: Yeah, well, we're (laughs) to the point of literally being the, like, I hate to be that way, but it's like, the hate is strong in this one, and it bothers me to no end i have ridden a hayabusa and you want to know the fucking dark and dirty of it all it's an amazing motorcycle it really is yeah, it is might selfish. be the greatest sport touring motorcycle ever huh. the 1300 cc motor is linear and it isn't peaky or weird nope. it, it's i, I rode it's first. very comfortable it it's actually, very yeah. comfortable in fact it's fat guy approved yeah. like they made the bike so that a big chubby fucker could get on it yep. with mm-hmm. his Big chubby at and still get to where they're going.
2: That
3: sounds. But nice. Do you know why I never it bought one? Use one nice? a big because I didn't want to be like. Big chubby there's fuckette. a certain asshole niche that comes, or like people just look at you differently, and I don't want to be that. I don't yeah. want to be the guy that's like on the fucking Hayabusa again. Unless, uh, maybe if you put bags on it and a touring bag, and like you you d de- you defuckified it enough. Yes, that right. you're like this guy actually probably rides this thing a lot, like, and if you can be that guy. You know, maybe there's nothing.
1: There's nothing challenging about riding a Hayabusa because at 180 miles an hour, it's very fucking normal.
3: Yeah, it's not, yeah, you're doing 120, it's like you're doing 30. It's fine. It's, it's a perfectly
1: yeah. good motorcycle. Suzuki did what Suzuki does. It built a really good fast motorcycle. And,
3: and to your point. It has fucking, well, because of the speed that it goes, it has great wind protection and yeah. weather protection. Oh, no, the, the Hayabusa
1: succeeded where the Honda Blackbird didn't succeed. Yeah. So the Hayabusa said, wind tunnel is everything. Yes. And aesthetics be damned. This right. fucker is going to look like a beetle fucking another beetle. We don't care. Right.
2: Aerodynamics was everything. It was, was everything. Down. That's yeah. the Wind's,
1: whole point of that hump on the back seat. Yeah, when Honda came out with the Blackbird, they were like, Motor. Oh, come on. We need to look, need to look like a motorcycle. Yeah. We need to make yeah. sure that people know that this is stealthy and cool and badass. They were trying they, to do it all with motor. They and... anglified it. Yeah, but yeah. it's not And they either. anglified the fuck out of it. And that was the problem that I love the way the Blackbird looks,
0: Yeah.
1: but it couldn't ever compete. Well,
2: compete is a strong word. The Busa always won. You can mm-hmm. almost no. not find a Blackbird. Every once in yeah. a while, I look at Blackbird. Yeah. I've always wanted a Blackbird. Oh you're I more I likely ever, I should never have a blackbird. You're but. more
1: likely to find an unmolested blackbird than an unmolested Busa. Yeah, without well, mm-hmm. a doubt. Because mm-hmm. the Busa came with instructions on how to fuck it. Like like
2: it was like press button here stretch swing arm. You but but the well and then like people have put superchargers, turbochargers, oh. nitrous fucking fucking it's like wait, none of those are necessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. the bike's already sick. Yeah. Why yeah. do you need to do any of that to it's, it? But it's mm. completely ridiculous. But, I mean, it, because but, that's what we do. Right? Not, and, and the sad part is, is like all
3: the modifications that a lot of these guys did yeah. completely destroyed the actually decent handling of the fucking motorcycle.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, of course,
3: like, you know, like, lowering
1: and stretching. Yeah, it yeah. only has one re- one application, yeah, and right. it's the same thing as we say drag drag pipes, like drag pipes. Were built for a thing, yeah, and right. it's in the name, right. right? And same with stretching and swinger. I mean, stretching and lowering is the same thing. Right. You know, if you're not five foot one, and you lower a bike, you're a dipshit. Yeah, right. U T F. Way to go, asshole. You know, yeah. but the I, I hate to be that guy, but so they're done. So Suzuki said no more Hayabuses. Now, what's going to be next? Right. I don't know. Well, Suzuki's going to have to compete with the H two or what?
3: What is the Kawasaki?
1: The H two is amazing. Yeah. And the Ace 2 is amazing, and the thing that's fun about the H2 is the H2 has the distinctive supercharger sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whine. It has the whine. Yeah. And so I've watched videos of people that are all about, like, literally overstressing their H2 at 45 miles an hour just to hear the noise. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Guys it's like, like we found cars. a way to stupid it. Yeah, the guys with turbo cars, they have their blow-off valve set at right. 1. Right, at 1, exactly. <laughs> we <laughs> just <laughs> found...
4: <laughs> She found a way to make it dumb. Yeah.
1: Like, you took something that was brilliantly engineered and you found a way to fucking stupid it. Was
4: that ever actually a real production motorcycle or was it like a limited? The H2? Are they actually selling them? Oh, Oh, yeah, you can buy them. The The only one one
3: that's limited is the H2R. And that's the one that they only sell 24 of or something. And it's more carbon fiber, more something else. Okay. And you have to have a license. Or it's whatever. Yeah, right. But it that, was like, that was the gimmick, was the R. Yeah. And they brought that out first. And then they were like, oh,
1: but you could have the non-R version, yeah. which is still $28,000. Well, now they're doing a, that... t- a sport touring version of it. Oh, okay. yeah. So yeah. letting you know how popular. What? So the great idea behind the H2 mm-hmm. is the supercharger element of it. Actually, if you want to read the long way around... The supercharger element of the bike is a way that it can have 1,600 cc's worth of power mm-hmm. on a 1,000 cc's displacement. Right. So it's lighter, it's more efficient, and it creates more
2: power.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All hail the goddamn supercharger. Okay. Well done, man. You win. Okay, so this has been my argument. Yeah. That bikes really haven't progressed that much. Thank you. Since in 1935, AJS AGS. built a V4 yeah. liquid-cooled, Supercharged mm-hmm. fucking bike that could do 135 miles exactly. an hour yep. right. in 1935. Right. Right. This is pre-war. We I had mean, all yeah. the things, but whenever yeah. they killed the supercharger, <clears> they throat> really throat> killed the serious advancement of motorcycles.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, you Look,
2: I drove a
1: fucking Subaru the other day
0: hmm.
1: from 1992 mm-hmm. that had a supercharger on it, right. and it was 660 cc's. A 660 cc supercharged car. And it, it ran better. Mm. I mean, it, it had torque. It had launch. It, it felt better than a turbo does, because the turbo lag takes forever, right.
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it can't be relied upon. Whereas the supercharger was very predictable. Mm-hmm. And this was not a supercharger to be like, I'm going to blow your doors off. No, it was a supercharger that gave that car the extra half an inch of girth right. that's going to be what it takes to make her remember your name. Like, that's all it had. The supercharger was the cherry <laughs> on top. It was just, the sli- you're slightly okay. Like, you're cool. I've driven tons of 660cc cars and mm-hmm. vans. This one, I was like, this thing's fucking peppy. Mm-hmm. It's peppy. It's a happy little car.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I looked down at the dashboard, and I was like, oh, it's supercharged. I get it. But here's the sad part. Uh, he says to her, <laughs> I want some fresh pussy. She says to him. Give me a couple give me two more inches and I'll show you some fresh fresh pussy. I'll (laughs) show you corners in this room that you haven't painted yet. (laughs) The
3: thing is is that all these companies have to dumb cars down for the simple fact that most Americans can't even figure out how to change your oil on a regular basis. And And so when you add a supercharger, let alone the oil in your
1: supercharger. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's a whole different different (laughs) game, right?
4: Yeah. It's true.
1: I mean, supercharging you your oil This is slightly
4: unrelated, but I'll, I'll, I'll have you guys know that while you guys were shit-talking Fiats, I was driving back through Pennsylvania from New York City, and my car surpassed 100,000 miles. Woo!
2: Good for you. Mm-hmm. Is that the first Fiat to do that, or? I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I should look into that, but I will ask you the qualifying question. Yeah. Have you owned the Fiat since new?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you change your oil? When the dashboard
4: told you to, no. or did you change your oil before that? After that. Uh, the the dashboard comes on every 5,000 miles, and I usually... But I mean can... the first
1: time. No, no. The very first oil change.
4: When oh. you had it new. Oh, I, I don't remember. It was probably before that came on. Yeah. Because here's the problem, and I think I've identified the thing. the thing. And if you own a Fiat,
1: you can thank me later. <laughs> if it's new... I drink bourbon. <laughs> okay. Now, here's what we learned. Our Fiat exploded, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or no, our Fiat decided it didn't want a head gasket anymore at about 50,000 miles, give or take three weeks after the warranty went out. Okay. The long and horrible about that is that we gave that car exactly the maintenance that it asked for. Mm -hmm. And at 600 miles, I called the man who sold it to me and said, hey, I'm bringing this thing in for its first service Mm -hmm. because... 600 miles and they told you no and they said "Uh -uh." yep i've heard that a lot don't you dare bring that thing in yet we don't want to see it until it tells you that it's time to come in Mm
0: -hmm. and i went
1: oh and then the car got to 1300 miles and i called the guy and i said i'm bringing it in for my first service my my we call warranty service right right my (laughs) break-in service i'm bringing it in did the light on the dashboard tell you to bring it in yet and i went no but it's 1,300 miles. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't bring it in yet. I didn't know this, but they didn't have the right oil filters oh. at the dealership yet. Because I bought one of the first ones. Yeah. And so the dealerships didn't have the components they needed to do the first service oh, yet. Man. It doesn't matter because light didn't come on yet. And they knew that. Meanwhile, your oil wow. filter is filling with little shavings. I, I? I don't know. We're not saying that. We're not, well, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is because it's breaking in. So yeah, it right. Right. Anyway. Right. So, so I get to 2,000 miles. And I called the guy up and I said, "This is, mind you, this is my wife's ride. So I called the guy up and I said, hey. I said, I'm not fucking around. <laughs> this is the first new car that I have owned in my life. It is the first brand new vehicle I have ever purchased that I've been on, walking on this planet. Never doing that again, huh? Oh my God! <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm bringing it in. It's got 2,000 miles on. He said, Did the oil, did the change oil <laughs> statement come up on it? I said, It has not, but I don't care. Yeah. I'm bringing it in. He goes, Don't. He goes, It'll the the thing will come on when you're supposed to bring it
2: in. So. We got the first Fiat convertible in Cleveland. We need to have a long talk about this, then, because I don't believe you. You know, like that's what I would. I'm like, wait, right? Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna or have to lay your dick on the table and show me what you've got know it in because, writing where it says this should be changed. Right? You explain it to me, and it's not in writing. Convince though. me it specifically isn't in writing.
0: Right?
1: Anywhere it tells you the car will tell you when it needs service. Oh. Okay. So I just said. I don't give a shit about you, the computer, or anything. I'm bringing it in. You're going to service it and give me a receipt for it so I can show that I had it serviced. And they said, but the light, it hasn't told you to do it yet. I don't care. Service the fucking car. Take my $112, whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. it is. I went in and we did it. I have talked with other people that have had this shrinking head gasket problem. And what they have in common is that they waited until Fiat told them to change the oil Mm. on the first oil change. The people that changed the oil at 600, 700, 900, 1,200 miles mysteriously don't have the same head gasket problem. Correlation is not causation? I don't know. Strange coincidence. Strange coincidence. But the point is, fuck you, Fiat. Right. Because the way they treated me was really bad. And I don't want to give them any more of my money. Mm Mm-hmm. Although I might buy a Fiat Electric if they're, like, you can get those Fiat Electric 500s for, like, yep. four grand now.
0: Yep, yep. And I'm
1: like, oh, that's tempting, because they're very quick. Uh, but, yeah, so I assume you changed your oil at some time
2: before. Probably, yeah. I rode in a Fiat 500. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine took it up to make uh, Dunkin' Donuts when I was over at Bruce's house. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I expected a little more from the thing. It sounded Granted,
4: good. Granted... It was cold, and I wasn't giving it everything. I, 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 I said every.
3: <laughs> they, said <laughs> every
4: dude.
3: Getting the out of a cold.
0: And I swear. We'll be, all of us were at shrinking. I mean, shrinking. It was cold. It was cold. This was
4: right after waking up and starting I mean, it. Pulling out
2: of his Atri driveway. Every slept in the cold. I oh, oh no! I slept on the couch It didn't sound very. I mean, it got sounded a little angry, but it didn't. Our diesel sounded
1: like a, I'm sorry, our Fiat sounded like a (laughs) diesel from day one.
4: Like it's a very noisy engine. It's an extremely noisy yeah. engine.
2: Yeah. I'm just saying, I wasn't like thrown back in my seat. No, or I did, I no you wouldn't. It's I not a fast it. car. I mean, back in the day, I used to ride. You know, my buddy had a Volkswagen GTI and yeah. stuff, and that was like kind of fucking cool yeah, and fun well. and uh, sexy. sound. I think even out.
4: an old GTI would be faster than the Fiat. <laughs> <So. laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> right? It's okay. A, okay. I, mine's a 1.4. It's a 1.4. So the the fastest
3: yeah. thing I ever had. Yeah. So back when I worked this recording studio, my boss had all these like supercars. So as a bonus, he bought me an. 89, 944 turbo. And it was like my bonus. He was like, here, have a heavy bonus. Is like, that the right. egg? It's Yeah, it's the 944. It's, the it's, yeah. yep. Yep. it's, it's the not egg. the 928. It's the 944. No, it's the egg. But anyways, I met this dude. He's still, he's in Rocky River. It's Chris from Autobot Extremists, mm-hmm. And so my friend introduced me to him. And so I would go and help and do something with them. Pass it down. And he would... He would then, in turn, give me parts that maybe people bought and haven't paid for or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up putting a 3-liter uh, um, a block in it and a K27 Cup Series Turbo and RC-56 injectors and all this stuff, and I was running about 18 pounds of boost and had 490
1: horsepower. <laughs> and wait, wait. In a Porsche 944? Yeah. And what year was this? 89. And what year was yonder car? No, no, the, no. the car was an 89. The car was 89. Was it a 944 Turbo? Yeah. And what year was this on the planet? Year of um, our Lord two, th- no 98, 99, around. <laughs> so a less than ten year old Porsche.
3: Yeah, and and it. And what
1: color was said Porsche?
3: Black, black, three piece rims. Fuck you. It was really nice, but All right. it had four hundred and nine horsepower Porsche. to the
1: rear rear wheel. If you have the means, well, I, I strongly didn't, well, recommend. Well, that's it.
3: the thing. So, so I did not have the. You means. You didn't get
1: your Tom Cruise reference,
3: <laughs> but this car. know I, I I got it. Yeah. But, but this car, like you guys were saying, this is the only car I've ever owned in my life where it did have a little bit of a turbo leg. But when it kicked in, it pushed you so far in the back of the seat that it was stupid, right? But anyways, so I thought it was cool. And like, you know, I had this car and I was like, wow, whatever. And I worked at the studio and I could hardly afford to fucking keep it running. And I met all these dudes from the shop. And there were all these dentists and doctors yeah. and stuff that all had these Porsches. Yeah. And they hung out at his shop and they would all build their cars with titanium, everything, and do stuff. And once a month, I
1: think that when you say they would build their cars, that's probably a loose <laughs> definition of the truth.
3: You know, they gave Chris money and Thank he built yeah, their car. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Right, right. And so, like you know, he'd be like, and they'd be each giving each stuff. other his yeah, right. handies. Like, so there was one dude. dentist, and he he's kind of famous in the area. He has a 911 uh, twin turbo, but mm-hmm. it's an old. It's a it's an eighty nine, uh, the, the eighty nine version of the nine eleven. But it's all black, triple black, everything's black. He has 990 horsepower, and his car is all black, and it just has the little red and yellow like German stripe over the fender. Okay. But anyways, we'd meet up. on. So they got me to come to this meetup where once a month they'd meet, and they'd run from Cleveland to Columbus and back. They'd leave at 6 a.m. from his shop. All right. And the goal was to get to Columbus in an hour and a half, an hour and 45, and come back. So you'd be back before 9. Oh, wow. So you were averaging about 160 miles an hour. The dude that had that car... Um, had a thing. It was like a radar jammer. It yeah. literally yeah. jammed all oh, police yeah. radar yeah. and shit like that. Whatever. I have owned one of those. So yeah. I was like, my car is so. Man, I'm so fast. I'm the greatest thing. And we hit the highway, and it was like everybody else. I was on a Vespa, and everybody else had high boots. Yeah, it's it was fucking crazy, man. It's insane, and whatever. So then I got married, and then I couldn't afford to even put gas in the car. And so whatever. <laughs> whatever.
1: Yep. But I did have a moment of awesomeness for a while there. I have never oh. been able to afford to go fast in a car, yeah, I've been able to afford to go pretty fast on motorcycles, yeah, because technology that was that is twenty years old yeah. is pretty fucking good, yeah like mm-hmm. But you can own
2: a, a 700 Interceptor. Uh, my dick's been in the dirt since the day I
0: was born. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know what, though? There's something. There's two things.
3: One, if a motorcycle could could somehow emulate you with me, Nick? Emulate yep. the slink of a Porsche. There's a slink, the slink to a yep. Porsche. When you hit the gas and you let off the crush, yeah. your ass slinks forward as it like slides into the fucking All I know is slow in,
1: fast out. That's all I know about Porsches is slow in, fast out. And everything else is basically just douchebaggery, right? Like everything else behind Porsche is just like short dickmanship. But
3: and let me, let, no, I'll bring it back to motorcycles. Yeah. The thing that Porsche knew from the nine forty four, nine twenty eight, and nine eleven, yeah, and and that Yamaha knew and Honda and most people for a long time. The first person to bring him back a sport bike with two fucking round headlights in the front will sell a billion of them. Oh, okay. That's how I was just going to get there. Yeah. Because, speed because, triple. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: no, trip. no, no. If you can make it as a bike, you are good to no, go. Okay. okay so you guys oh, are talking mean about like the H yeah, two being
2: supercharged yeah. and everything about yeah. like that, but what about the uh, the Z nine hundred RS, yeah. which is going to come out that right. is supercharged? It's supercharged. Like,
0: oh, wow. skip you know, the H two, and it's yeah.
1: and it's
2: retro. <sighs> so it's the best
1: thing for a fifty year old guy who used to be fast. <sighs> it's the fifty year old guy who used to be fast
4: and wants to kill themselves now.
1: His kids are out of college. <laughs> He's going to return to riding. And he's going to remember when KZs were cool. And he's going to buy...
2: What is it? Uh,
1: the Z 19 nine R Z nine hundred RS which is going to be retro yeah, a supercharger with an H two motor in that
2: thing. What's that? Who cares? Who cares? Who gives a fuck? The kids are out of Whiskey college. Whiskey throw the fuck out of that. Yeah, the kids thing. are out of college. You yeah, get to, make, difference.
1: Difference. to make, make the supercharger noise.
3: There's Shit. a difference between bringing back a monkey bike for four thousand bucks that most people could figure out how to buy and right. bring back a, a bike. If that's it's under to...
2: twenty thousand, it's less than a Harley. Yeah, I was going to say. That's true. Right. And and now
1: the the worst right, thing you can get. I've checked. I've done an informal study here in the shop, yeah. and apparently, aside from hepatitis B, <coughs> owning a Harley Davidson is the worst thing you can have. Yeah, like it's just the they're, they're association, just... the guilt by association, yeah. of being at my shop on a Friday or Saturday night when those dudes roll by on said baggers yeah. with thirty thousand dollars of extra baggerism. Painted onto it and dripped on it. Baggery. It is. It's just. It is truly <laughs> douchebaggery of the highest fucking order, and it is. And it's like, like it's an insult. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, you got a Harley? Yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah. I thought so. Well,
3: yeah. you know what? That's because Harley hung their hat on a certain generation, and when you hang, no, your no hat, they marketed
1: so- that. They marketed that generation in '86. In '96, right, in 2006, mm-hmm. in 2016, and now that generation's 75 years old, they're dead. Yeah, they're fucking dead. Yeah, they might as well be marketing yeah. at the fucking morgue, man. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, you know, free casket. <laughs> you know what you would have wanted? Yeah. Could, a Harley
4: <laughs> Davidson,
1: right? We could bury We're you. Him. <laughs> we could bury you witch? said you own
2: one before you
0: died. <laughs> it's not gliding. too late.
2: You, the dirt Glide. They're gonna bring
0: out caskets,
2: dude. <laughs> you're gonna be bur- <laughs> You're gonna be buried in your Harley.
1: You've heard of the F
0: 150.
1: (laughs) Harley Davidson edition? Well, by God, there's the Screaming Eagle casket. (laughs) You can be buried in a Screaming Eagle casket. You can hear it from underground. Oh, no, it makes noise. (laughs) It just. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> potato, potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it, You bury you and there's just two pipes sticking out of the ground.
2: <laughs> and after
3: two years, you're guaranteed a
4: new
2: skull accessory. Just oh, by nature. God, it's just <laughs> crap. It runs off of your putrefied gas. Yes, exactly.
4: The cam chain oh. temp- t- yeah. tensioner will fail.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, It's so such good. a bad
1: deal. I mean... the problem is it has compromised all the good they did. Yeah. So like all the good they did, resurrecting the company with the Evo motor, building quality into their machines, building American pride and workmanship and the whole deal, they've fucking ruined it for themselves going after this, well, we can't build too many Harleys. Like we can't build too many street glides. It turns out you could build too many street glides. (laughs) And you did. You did. You did. And you took bad trades in and you paid too much for them, so you could get these Chinese-built or American-assembled street glides out on the road, right. and you took in trades, you paid too much for them, now you got too many, it's, it's god damn, it's a snake that eats its own tail. Yeah. And it really is a tragic thing, when I personally have kind of been waiting for my Harley, there's a certain one, there's one I've talked about on the podcast, like... I want a particular well, Harley-Davidson. And, and, and now I can't have it because I can't get over the fact that I don't want to be that guy.
3: But And here's the thing, too. They even really fucked themselves because as some of the kids' stuff got to be of age to have a motorcycle, and they had a particular, like... Like the Texas guys and stuff, they're yeah. in, uh, the Harleys and stuff, but they're hipsters and what, they're not even oh, no, hipsters, no, no. whatever. No, no, no. But they don't—they want a 1970 and a 1960. They're right. not selling a new
1: bike to these guys. Oh, they're buying the 48s. Yeah, the fo- yeah they're right. buying 48s, <coughs> and these turn smokers are saying like AMF is okay. They're like they're yeah. like they're using the AMF colors. They're using the AMF shit. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I grew up in the middle of the AMF era. Right. Nobody screwed over a blue collar worker harder than AMF did. Right. AMF was the curse of everybody I knew that owned a Harley Davidson. It's the reason these guys weren't fat because they were pushing their bikes all the fucking right. time. It's you got a reliable Harley Davidson and motherfuckers started getting as big as a house yep. because they could just sit and ride. But an AMF owner, he was in shape. He could push a seven hundred pound motorcycle. A
3: Although mile or two. my first, my first like street legal thing that I well I was only twelve, but I had the AMF orange uh, rear engine moped bicycle.
1: That's called a Roachmaster.
3: Thank you. That's yeah, what I had. A Roachmaster. That was, Roachmaster. I, I put, the
1: Roachmaster. The Roachmaster. Amf Roachmaster. Oh, yeah. Roachmaster. Well, it's called a Roadmaster. Oh. It came yeah. in three colors:
3: orange, orange, and orange. Regret, Adobe. Regret.
1: A, Adobe. Aztec Adobe. Weird mutant rust brown. <laughs> Bad paint mix orange, and I've given up on life tan. Three colors. And the way the goddamn thing worked is it had a stupid two-stroke motor on the back that 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 literally had a roller against a hard rubber tire. Wow, that's a bicycle. We know what you're talking about. We know what a Roachmaster is. Do you know what's worse than a rigid... A Roachmaster. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a rigid. A Yamahopper? a rigid. No, Yamahoppers are <laughs> fucking okay.
0: Yeah. I still put <laughs> still like, like 4,000
3: fucking miles on this dumb thing, dude. <laughs> I just, my I, God, my God. parents' backyard, which was not big, was yeah. turned into a motocross track in my mind. Because of that. the
1: Roachmaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Unless God. Unless it got
3: muddy, then it only went one.
1: Do you know what's funny <laughs> is there was, so there's the Roachmaster, yeah. and then there's the Solex.
3: Oh, What's the Solex?
1: It has the shitty drive system on the front oh, wheel. Yes. Oh so no! So the, the the Roachmaster has the shitty drive system on the back right, wheel, right? Just pure friction, right? And the the Solex has the shitty drive system on the front wheel. It's front wheel drive bike. Yes, it is. Pulls you through the mud better. It pulls you through just about anything better. <laughs> yeah, and it's a Solex, which well, means it'll run. Well, it's slightly sexy because it's European. Oh, it's got okay. some soul. And it came in every color you wanted, as long as it was black. Yeah, yeah. Which is much better than orange. Or I've given up on life tan.
4: Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Get yeah, on the it, Soul Train. Soul Train.
4: That that makes my first bike look much better, which was a '82 Vespa Grande. Oh, <laughs> it's the, Vespa much better. the Grande was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> my next, like, it my didn't have the be, turn signals though. Right, so. a, mope, uh, a, a Grande was almost not a moped. Well, because it was too fast. It was legally like, too fast to
1: be a moped. <laughs> I, I
4: know in the variator it had the restrictor because yes. I took it out. Yes, you did. <laughs> dude. Put that thing on a little chain around my neck like a badge of honor.
3: I will tell you. You know, undee restricted. I thought that was cool, but I saved my ass off. When I was 14, I bought a Tomos 2-speed. Mm-hmm. I put 25,000 miles right. on that fucking yeah. thing, dude. Yeah. Do
1: you know Why? It was great. Nobody puts on miles like a 14-year-old.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. That was my favorite. And if your girlfriend my lives ticket, in the next dude. county, oh, yeah. even better. <laughs> That's it. I would you know talk about adventure riding, dude. I just, I lived in Sagamore Hills growing up. I would go <laughs> me and my buddy, we both he had a right. sax, sax whatever, yeah. like the right. something, yeah. and I had the Tomos. We would go from Sag he lived kind of nearby. He would meet me, we would go from there. We would travel out down past Brandywine, go out past Akron. We'd be in fucking like like, I don't know, Wadsworth or Canton or something on a fucking Saturday. And I'm like, it was like no big deal. In the history
1: of the BMW GS, nobody has ridden harder than a (laughs) 14-year-old on a 49cc (laughs) moped with no license and a hot girlfriend. (laughs) And he can't be on any roads where the cops can see. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, you'll take a 16 by 225. (laughs) And if you're a moped fag, you know what that is. Uh, You'll take a 16 by 2.25 and you will rock that shit through the most crazy environment. Yeah. And that's adventure biking. It really is. Because man. yeah, when you're a sixteen and you when you're sixteen years old you might get to touch a boob. Yeah. You're gonna ride through and 40 anything. Forty
3: miles an hour feels like freedom.
1: Oh. It is the best, <laughs> man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was yeah. so good. Yeah. When your helmet was last ridden
2: by a kid on a bus <laughs> You know you're living. My I first wonder- helmet was the puke bucket <laughs> from my brother's p- older brother's parties.
3: I remember. Dude, do we have to? I don't know if I wore a helmet or not back then. Do you I had a, a
2: orange free spirit quote skateboarding
1: helmet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like the orange plastic kids from the seventies know think, what I'm talking about. I don't about. think
3: we wore helmets on the. T- I don't think I yeah. wore a helmet back then. Oh.
1: I was. I wore one because the cops in my town. That was the only thing they cared about. Was yeah. If you were on a moped, you had a helmet. But you understand, like I Maybe was way too poor to have a moped. Yeah. So I had to borrow other people's mopeds or like. Build shit. Yeah. So like our big thing was just like building shit. So we build shit, and if as long as you had a helmet on your head, the cops didn't fuck with you. Did too you bad. build a helmet? No, but like I said, <laughs> it was the free spirit or whatever the hell, free yeah. former mm-hmm. orange thing that you, that you associate with people drooling and licking windows. No, but the uh, yeah, that's uh,
3: I I I umpired. Probably and like, I'm not a sports guy, but, like, I figured out that, like, you could umpire and not play sports, but get paid to be around it. Oh, okay. So, like, from the time I was 12 to That 14, was just
1: pedophiles in my town. Yeah, well... <laughs> To Scout get that, masters and to get umpires, that fucking yeah. moped in you, his too. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> First time I learned
0: about
3: smelling your fingers. But like, no, but, uh, no, but I, 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 from the time I was twelve to fourteen, I probably put like seven games a, a day on the weekends in. Just like you got paid ten bucks a game to umpire. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like that was oh, five bucks good. an hour back then. You know, that's so, pretty yeah. straight. Yeah, that's yeah. legit. Yeah. And you got to yell at adults. Okay. All right. So, like, all some right. dad would come up and you'd be like, "Back to your side, buddy." Uh, <laughs> wow. Because you That's were the man. You were
1: the umpire. You're the umpire, man. Yeah, right. What are they going to do? Sit right. the fuck
2: down. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I. It, uh, and to to circle this back to being an adult, all these years later, I did buy. I mean, you you guys remember? I bought the Tri Zinger. Oh, I mean, I, I bought the Yamaha.
2: It was fantastic. I bought the The biggest mistake you made was ever selling that. Yeah,
3: (laughs) that was the first off-road vehicle I got for twenty bucks off my buddy in parts, and I put it back together. Really? And it kind of ran. So when I was fourteen, I had the thing, and then I got this. Like he was a rich kid, and he broke it. They did something and whatever, Mm -hmm. fouled it. They took the whole thing apart. Yeah, because he fouled the plug. Yeah, and said you can have it. So I dragged it to my parents' garage. My dad was like, "If you can get it running, you can keep it." Try Zinger. Oh yeah. And so I put that fucker back together. That was 1987, I think, 86. Yeah. No, 86, 85, 85, 86, around doesn't there. doesn't matter. I, mean, I yeah, put it together. A trizinger. And yeah. I got it to run, and it would idle and go a little over idle, but enough to shift the gears. Okay. So I just rode that fucker everywhere, like all <laughs> over the yard. Every, oh, I love that thing, man.
1: Okay, quick poll, because I did. Like, I, I, I envied a trizinger yeah. from the time I was the right age, you know, when I was 13, 14 years old or whatever. And they came out. I wanted one. I finally got it as a full-grown, broken-ass adult. Wrote it five or six times. Pronounced it dangerous. Oh, very much so. You know, it the whole turn. idea of leaning the wrong way to make the bike turn. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, and then promptly
2: offed it to somebody who had the best story in the history of the world. Excellent story. Yes. So the guy was like, "Okay, I want to buy this bike." My buddy, he was—he's a. Qu- a paraplegic. He was the quarterback, oh, yeah. homecoming king.
0: Yeah.
2: All state, right? I just Weird. Re- yes. I just I just remember him showing up to practice, and he would ride a wheelie on his tricycle yeah. all the way across the field. Yeah. And he yeah. had an aura behind him. Yeah. And angels would sing.
3: And cheerleaders were throwing. And his their pecs souls. would glisten. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it was a story. I mean, this we got the whole story. And then some, I don't know, it was a car accident. Somehow he was injured. But he was in a wheelchair. Well, somehow
3: yeah. he was riding a Trizinger. I, mean, I wonder how he got injured. Well, okay, so. Let's so put the fun-
2: <laughs> So this is where one. the Trizinger was going, though, to yeah. this guy who had his high school glory and everything, and then shortly afterwards had had a fucking car accident. it has been in a wheelchair oh, ever since. Right. Yeah. And this guy was like, I'm buying this dude his fucking Trizinger. Right. Because he's in a wheelchair, but I can fucking throw him on it. I can strap can him to it. Fucking yeah, Fucking right. ride his Trizinger again, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's
0: cool. And like,
1: you didn't, like, if you, like they say, they used to say, if you want to pop that puppy, you don't need to grease him so much. Right. Yeah. Heartbreak Ridge. Clean yeah. Cleaner Eastwood, man. Uh, this guy didn't need to tell us that story, but we got to hear it. And it was a good story. Yeah, right. And I would have taken the deal anyway, because I realized that I was in trouble with this Tri-Zinger. Yeah. Like, because this thing was going to cost me an ankle or a kneecap at both.
3: Oh, yeah, no, and all my nothing.
2: shit's robotic anyway. Yeah. So...
3: There's nothing good coming out of the No, no. That it
2: says something when Phil didn't want to ride it over to the swap meet. No. but he's like, uh, you, you, you go ahead. You ride. have fun with you, you that. You ride, ride this thing. You know ride, when they ride. were fun? It was in the snow. And so I was like, move the rear end right oh, yeah, this is cool, man. I like trikes and everything. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah. That's>, <laughs> all <laughs> the fucking around is pretty much over. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: It does two things. It wheelies and doesn't go where you point it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the three. <laughs> the two things it does wrong <laughs> is like, just when you desperately need it to go right, Turn the only left. thing that makes it go right is in the air. Right. Turn
2: left, hit the throttle, stand up on end.
1: And... <laughs> Put your ass cheek on the wrong side of the bike. Our whole life we've learned to lean into a turn.
3: And then, and then... you
1: got to lean out of the turn in order to make it turn.
3: Right. And then... (gasps) That's stupid. Even worse than that. So, like, I I kept my love of three-wheelers for many years. Yeah. And I bought uh, a... What was the the Honda? 250R or whatever. Yeah, 250R, yeah. And that was, like, during my stunt days with the Rider for Life stuff. So, I I bought it just to do wheelies all over the place at all these things that we were going to.
1: Because the most useless thing on that bike is the front wheel.
3: Right, yeah. But (laughs) what's fucked up is if you're in the grass and you're doing, like, 30 miles an hour and you're kind of turning... Yeah. And then, like, your turn takes you across pavement.
4: Okay. Everything
3: changes No, it quick. totally,
4: Yeah,
2: right, yeah. exactly.
3: And all of a sudden, like, the grip that you didn't have yeah. and the lean that is you all have going that. on is yeah. now the wrong lean yeah. and Ooh. the wrong grip, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. fucking crazy. And so I was stupid enough to let
1: one of my buddies borrow it because I had this thing forever, and he didn't know dude, that. that fucking, like, seriously, it's that was the official bike of Jerry's Kids. Oh, yeah. Like, there was nobody who fucking had one of those that this didn't dude, have Jerry's
3: Kids crutches. This dude was one of those rare dudes that, like, could wheelie and endo and stoppy a 900 R yeah. Like, he was, like, an actual stunt dude, right? A savant. He was okay. doing, like, rock walks, like, like yeah. back in the day before everybody was doing them. And he came back broken with my rear axle bent on the bike because he couldn't figure out how to ride the thing and fucked it all up and killed himself on it. If I had one of those bikes today, I would
1: just call it that TAMMY! Yeah. Because it is just <laughs> fucking is. paraplegia waiting to happen.
3: I usually don't agree with governments banning anything, but... <laughs> They fucking got. They were looking out for us.
1: (laughs) They were looking out for us. It was this and jarts. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) Basically, the two things (laughs) in human existence that needed to be banned (laughs) were trite, like literally ATCs and jarts. Dude, I remember the two worst ideas. Marketed to anybody ever. We're Here, you stand over there. I'm going to throw a sharpened <laughs> metal spike at you. But no, but, in a parabolic trajectory. But no kids did that. Because you're almost my.
3: You're, I'm 47. You're what? 40, 49. 49. Yeah. So we're in the same. Nobody played jarts to the fucking specification. No, you took it and
1: went.
3: <laughs> you played <laughs> Russian roulette jarts.
1: You did the same thing we all did. Yeah, there were six jarts, <laughs> and you only had five friends. Yeah, and you all threw them the fucking. And the you air. did the same thing. It was the most dangerous game. <laughs> oh You're gonna play the most dangerous game. I'm gonna take the jart. I'm gonna throw it straight up in the up. air, and then we're gonna play chicken. Yeah, with who can look at each other the longest <laughs> before the before man. we look up and realize. That you're about to become shish Right. And that's yeah. when Timmy became special. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that's when that's when little Phil became a candle holder. Yeah.
0: That's
1: it. Yeah. That was like, this is the, the jart. For me as a kid growing up, yeah. we would spread ourselves out across like five suburban front yards. Yeah. And like the bitch was when it would hit the concrete of the driveway. Oh, yeah. Because one, sparks. But two, two. wild sharpens. ricochet.
3: And sharpens. Wild ricochet. They got sharper as time went on.
1: Look, one, I know how to sharpen a jart <laughs> Two, as a child, my father told me to go sharpen the jart. <laughs> so that's stuck in better What the fuck? What kind of father tells a kid to go sharpen something that's designed to stick in grass? Right Yeah, we used to take the jarts apart If you, if you know about jarts, you'll know that the back of a jart is a flathead screw Right and it's a really long shaft of threads on yep, yep, it. Yep. You take the jart apart, and you take the two m- black pieces of the jart, put it in the middle, and put the tail at the very back. Right. Put the wings at the very back. Yeah, so what goes. you've done is you've turned a jart into a 14-ounce dart. Right, yeah. A bigger. Yep. Guess what? Ballistically effective. <laughs> way more ballistically effective. Yeah, yeah. You can throw that shit like Spear Chucker Jones. Yeah. Like, a jart becomes a actual weapon a when you put the tail at the back. <laughs> I know. You can deconstruct and reconstruct the dart To go from being a yard toy, family fun for the friends, into get out of my backyard, (laughs) fuck you.
2: Ninja throwing star? Fuck.
1: Fuck your (laughs) shuriken. I got a jar, bitch. Yeah, I will go through bone.
2: You ever been hit by a throwing star?
1: You ever? Yep. No. No. no I, I grew I, up in the era of throwing stars. I, yeah. fidget,
2: I am a thrower, not dude, a catcher. Those
1: <laughs> were our fidget spinners yeah, in the '80s. I
2: had them in school. Absolutely. I remember having I had them, in I had them in school.
1: I had belt buckles that had three yeah, of them built into. Right. It. Yeah, it was, no, right. Big it was no big deal. It was
3: no big deal. I had chucks. pocket knives. Pocket knives in
2: school were like no big deal. I can I took tell a you, that fucking bayonet this fucking twenty-some-inch bayonet to school and fucking. Look, I can there. tell you that it's
1: better to get hit with a
2: eight-point. Shuriken
1: than a four point
2: shuriken. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: loves, spreads it out. Trust me, it's better to get hit by an eight point than a four point. Yeah. That's the kind of school I was in. Yeah. We all just had like disposable hillbilly income. Yeah. As kids with paper outs and whatnot, we're like, we're running down to buy throwing stars. Yeah. And we bought fucking mountains of And there was
3: always stars. some fucked up store, like I remember I had older kids drive me, there'd be the throwing star paintball store. And this is what I'm talking paintball about. paintball hadn't been invented well, yet. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. This was back, I was young enough, paintball was just brass tubes that dudes like kind of like fucking smelted together to make a thing with a CO2 thing in them. So paintball let's go buy some Huff.
2: Money. Do you remember Huff? Yeah. Like Absolutely. the little fucking brown bottle yeah. that had the fucking shit, you crack it off. And no, like, it's <laughs> tape. Come on, John,
1: that's called tape head cleaner. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 so we called it Huff, and it was yeah. like, "Oh, hey, hey, It was tape
2: head cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like yeah. but Ooh, all the throwing shop store or throwing and they were. Th- I was not eighteen. That, that was, was the in, gateway no.
1: drug to being gay. Come on, are you kidding me? But these shops. Wait, wait the- a second. <laughs> whoa. whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa! Certain
1: members of our audience will totally understand what I was talking about. <laughs> so, Nick,
2: you're younger. Yes. yes. Have you What's ever your dangerous toy of choice for your generation? Ooh. We can come back. And more Magic the Gathering. More I have to think yes. about Let that. Let me ask you
3: this. Did you ever Yeah, have, have a porn th- tree?
2: He's past oh, yeah. oh, yeah. dangerous like A porn toys. stump?
3: Was this any part of your young youth or anything? We had the
2: porn yeah. dumpster.
3: Yeah, that, So yeah, we yeah. had
1: like we go to So the you woods, were born, so born after the... Dangerous toys. I think he yeah, might have been I born after so. Pogs and Slammers.
0: Oh, oh,
4: wow. Jeez. I mean, I know what lawn darts are. My grandparents had them. My
2: grandparents had them. Have know. you ever played croquet? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. No croquet? Well,
1: oh, no. I mean, balls and hammers, really. I mean... Okay. But I maybe we. Could, this maybe. is a
2: good... This really, a good all
3: question. I ever did
4: was ride a bike around. Ride a bicycle around yeah. for a bicycle around But for did for you that.
3: play
1: Dukes and Hazard
2: while riding your bike around? I mean... I, Cops and robbers? engine Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Indians. But, but that doesn't define oh, the I don't, era. I do I mean, no. what,
1: In what year did you find yourself at the age of 12?
4: Um at the age of 12 was 2000 and oh my god 5
2: oh my gosh. Oh, i was born in 93 you're a total fucking <laughs> pussy then man sorry, i'm
0: sorry 2005 I mean, I, I, is the year that you. youtube you're like my a new thing, oscar <laughs> by the way
3: <laughs> i was getting married at that point wow uh,
1: i was 25 it's not his fault
3: no but he no, did I was older, he
1: grew up in an area that was in an era that was known for mm. being particularly risk averse so oh, no, holy shit. I like, was fucking like
2: 40. I feel like... We, <laughs> I think, wait a, a minute. Now, I'm like you though? Cheating? I'm glad you're here, though. You're here and now, and we're going to make you into the fucking... Do I have the math right?
4: I don't know. How old are you?
2: I was born in 93. I'm 25. Yeah, he knows what year in which he was born. All right. Yeah. So right. on our list of things for Mid-Ohio... Jarts, 90 jarts. 90 <laughs> <years old. laughs> i was 35 years
0: old. Wow. Do you know
1: what I think we need to do? If we're going to do jarts at Mid Ohio, I'd like to do it Mid Ohio style. I'd like to have jarts that are at least three feet long. Oh my god! But they have to be Ooh. not a jart,
2: giant jarts, giant yeah. giant not a jart.
1: Not, jar. not a jart? Not a jart. Oh, not, not a yeah, jart. Yeah, yeah, not uh, a jart. Yeah. I just cut up not a ramp yeah. for oh. shelves in my garage. But the uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. Our our Mid Ohio this year, our Mid Ohio project this year is going to be so much sweeter than last year. Okay. Because we don't have a bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what we do have? I'd like to talk about this, too, but go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If not too many people are going to know this reference. Some podcast listeners will. We do not have a ramp. We do not have a bus. Yeah, right. But we do have... Not so a bus. Silver wing. So so wing. Silver wing. Silver wing. So being being graciously donated to the Pittsburgh Scooter Club Band Rally is a over miled overloaded, over-accessorized, under-desirable Honda F C600 Silverwing mm-hmm. scooter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's 600 cc's yeah. of oh boy. Yeah. But the brakes don't work. It has m- problems multiple
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and nobody will buy the thing. And so uh, one of our friends, one of our, our good friends, donated it to the Bandcamp rally. Intentions unknown. Right. Raffled off or whatever. So I talked to the management at the Bandcamp rally, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Nobody's going to buy raffle tickets for a fucking Silverwing." Right.
0: Because
1: you've been to Bandcamp. Nobody's going to buy raffle tickets right. for a Silverwing. No, 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 no. It's got to be like a vintage Lambretta or right. something. something cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not a busted ass Silverwing that needs. $1,600 worth of work. Right. And a Kelly Blue Book value of This is like a balance. one event sacrificial lamb. Ooh. <laughs> 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 so at this point, I'm going to tell you that as much talk as we had about having, we have a GSXR back there that we can have fun with, but we also have. What year? 96. Oh, yeah, that's no good. It's good enough. <laughs>
3: no, but no, it's I'm sorry, it's
1: 117 horsepower. No, 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 it's no, no good. No,
3: no but it, it doesn't have it's the fuel injection. It doesn't have a class of an '86. No, it, no, no, it's not a classic yeah, GSXR. Exactly. It's modern.
1: But we do have a Silverwing. I'm very interested in the GSXR. Yeah, yeah. I know we are. But for for Mid Ohio, do you know what one thing the Silverwing has that we've never had at Mid Ohio ever before?
0: Hmm.
1: A trailer hitch. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!
3: The booby bouncer was attached with a trailer hitch. Yeah. This Ooh, one has baby. a proper
1: ball on it. Uh, not very right nice. And you know what? This one also has a trailer. Oh, <laughs> Do you oh, know what shit. else the trailer is? DOT freeway rated. Oh my god! <laughs> Behind a silver wing. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't stop smiling while I say this no. shit. No. Do you know anything wrong with the Silverwing right now?
2: It doesn't have a hot tub on that. Trailer. It doesn't have
1: brakes. <laughs> the brakes don't work, and there's way too much plastic still on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking we need to put it on a weight loss program, put knobbies on it. Battle yeah.
2: battle scooter. Yeah, it needs to be battleized. Do you know
1: what? I mean, if if a Honda Ruckus can be, be called a battle scooter, right? Which legitimately, that's like the that's like a calling a Calling a calling a Ninja 250 a ninja. So, it's not a ninja. It's how, an it's how, a upset Asian child.
3: How big is this trailer? Big. Can we put a refrigerator and a uh, generator on it?
4: Yes. Can you mount not a ramp to the trailer? Yes.
3: On the refrigerator with the mirroring. I like
1: the, okay, so. The trailer is at least four foot long and four feet wide. So the oh. Shriner
2: thing 16 where... square feet. Oh, you, you like the Shriners going over yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> that was we pretty cool. A ramp over top of yeah. the Silverwing—that's <laughs> pretty cool. That we can ride over. <laughs> that's the my sea. buddy. you I mean, riding and delivering, my buddy
1: gear. Popeye in Boston found that shit, posted that's up on his beautiful. Facebook feed. I mean, here's to you, Popeye. That this shit is what is you genius. Know
2: what? But it makes me think about the Shriners and why you know, like guys today. And that wasn't joking. old school, by the way. That was today. Well, that's new school. But yeah. why aren't more like that's what the Shriners was all about. Bunch of fucking dudes, probably fucking too much it. money hanging too out, spending our well, it's a bunch of fucking mini bikes. The next parade comes along, we're gonna fucking have fun, yeah. And, and the dude. all year long, we right. have to get together once a week and practice our fucking get, routine did you yeah. see second away dude? from the wives, away yeah. from the. I'm sorry, know? I gotta go to my shriner, shriner meeting every yeah. Tuesday, shriner <laughs> <laughs> and, and, meeting. And wow. just like
0: just
1: like kids, wow. Tuesday of every month, drink, 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 just ride mini bikes. Everybody
3: talked about Left Shark. Did you see Second Dude? Second, second dude got fucking air.
1: No, oh, yeah. Second oh, dude jumped shit. Out oh, yeah. He fucking. Like, second got... dude, we're going to post this on the podcast, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. We're going to post the link in this motherfucker or on go to. They w- weren't in w- as oh, Hold on, hold on. No, no. Hold on. Public safety announcement. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash Cleveland Moto Podcast, and we will have the link to the Shriner video yeah. of which we are talking. Because second dude kicked ass. Second dude kicked ass. <laughs> yeah, they were going real good. Yeah. <laughs> Is anybody going to finish that wine or what? No, go ahead and get it, John. Yeah. What? Uh, give me half of that. What? I'll take half of that wine. Give me a quarter of that. Oh
2: shit! Well, Store yourself. I mean, I,
4: right? Exactly. Whatever's not done,
2: I'm I, it's have I lost snowing. some
4: varnish off my tooth. Oh, I got some <laughs> sediment. Oh, you yeah. got some sediment? Yep. That's where the good stuff yes. is. Oh,
1: that turns me off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want any sediment, John? I had to put it somewhere. I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> sentimental. It's a little sentimental. No, look. That's no, right. His is it's fresh. Clean. Mine is so fresh. Right that's all you. Okay. Okay. That
2: was good, though. Let's give a little review on the wine. The wine was excellent, I, for the record. That's yeah. the best dr- easy drinking wine for me. It's, it's totally
1: good. Yeah, I mean, so this is, uh, this is a shout-out to our friends in Michigan. This is John Killian out of Michigan. Moose Powers, local flair, Concord great. Uh, looks like a year of our Lord 2016. So, but it's what?
3: So it's it's not like a Chardonnay. It's it's definitely not a red wine. It's a, it's a Chardonnay. Red, it's, it's like a rosé.
1: It's a Chardonnay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, look at what it. What is it? It's fucking Concord grape wine. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, don't it's whiteish. Get fancy. Don't get fancy. It's white yeah, privilege yeah. wine. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's got a fine bouquet and it, uh, probably an excellent pairing for an MRE.
3: Yeah, it goes well with
1: gasoline. It's like right there. It does there. go well. Yeah. I think it would go well yeah. with gasoline. <laughs> would go well with gasoline. <laughs> uh, So, yeah, for Mid-Ohio, we have our winter project. Uh, once we're done with the podcast, we're going to wrap this up right now. I'm going to take the boys back and show them yeah. the silver wing. Oh, yeah. And now I want you guys who are podcast land, I want you to practice when you see us at AMA Vintage Days. Because you're going to go to AMA Vintage Days, right? Because you're cool. Oh, you have to. You have to. Hmm. Um, and... When you go to AMA Vintage Days and you see this particular bike, here's how the chant goes. Silver wing. (laughs) Silver wing. Silver wing. And how this happened is like the year after the Honda Silver Wing was introduced, some yeehaw, and that's an understatement, showed up at my house from Columbus, having ridden his Silver Wing, brand new, from Columbus up to Cleveland, and said... You know, we are going to the Niagara Scooter Rally, and the Niagara Scooter Rally was the pay and the original payee into the liquor gods. I mean, this was like May 2-4 weekend. It's Canadian holiday. Look it up. Uh, they don't have May- Memorial Day. They get May 2-4 weekend. And so we go up there to this fucking amazing flat track, like a straight-up proper whoa flat track in yeah, Welland, Ontario. Okay. Welland, Ontario. The true dirty south of Ontario. Yeah. And we go up there, and this dude rides his Silverwing up, and we set up a ramp, and our dudes are jumping this ramp, not a ramp,
0: right. we've all been there, <laughs> right.
1: a little bit higher than not a ramp, a little bit oh. taller than not a ramp, and dudes are jumping it, pretty nice, grace and aplomb, at a approach speed of probably 18 to 20 miles per hour.
0: Hmm.
1: We all cool, right? Yeah. Dude shows up on the Silverwing 600. That's like...
0: 500 pounds.
1: 8,000 right. horsepower in dog years, yeah, right? right? Like In scooter power, that's like all of it.
0: Yeah. And wait,
1: yeah. And he doesn't decide to like take the launch from like where we're all taking the launch. He goes back full evil knievel status <laughs> and circles the ramp like four times, like building up tension. And he's mostly like getting his balls in a knot. And so this guy's like circles, and he circles, and he comes up to me and he goes, "Hey Phil, you think I ought to do it?" And I go, "Definitely." Well, <laughs> there's scratches on the left side of the scooter. Are you fully insured? I'm fully insured. Well, there's scratches on the left side of the scooter. Go for it. Yeah. He had a minor get-off right after he got the bike. The little scratches on the yeah. left-hand side. Absolutely, I was like, yeah, go absolutely. ahead. You're fully insured. Yeah. Fucking go for it. Didn't realize all I had done is, like, taken the gasoline and the matches and put them together. All right, yeah. Well,
0: and understand. so
1: he does another lap, and by now the crowd is just fucking... Yeah. Now, to describe Welland Motorcycle Park, Welland Motorcycle Campsite is... Uh, big, giant, grade 7 gravel interspersed with whatever grass can grow up through it. And we're in the area by the bonfire pit between the bar and the pavilion. That gives you an idea of all the things that are at Welland Motorcycle Club. A bar, a pavilion, and a a flat track. And this guy backs off to about, like, Detroit. (laughs) And launches all of 600cc at maximum ferocity on a surface that I like to describe as wet, dangerous gravel. And he hits the launch rap at about Mach 4. <laughs> <laughs> and so, when everyone else landed happily about 14 feet later, yeah. like with their beer not upset, hey. you got air and you got your picture taken mm-hmm. up in the air on your scooter and you didn't spill your beer and you're like, woo, metal. Oh, yeah. This dude backed off to forever and launched this thing and, like, him and Doc Brown went back into time before they hit the ramp. And then he hit the ramp. And then he went through the air. <laughs> And we were all amazed. I mean, we were backing up, but we were amazed. <laughs> and he was heading for the bleachers. And fortunately, gravity won, and the bike came out of the sky, and it landed. Did he come out of the sky? Yeah, Okay. on the okay. bike. But it landed on gravel. Giant, fist-sized gravel. Mm-hmm. Babyhead. They call that spall. Thank you. Spall. It was the cheap gravel. It wasn't the good gravel, it was the cheap gravel. And it landed on the cheap gravel. And then what he did was, because he was about 20 feet away from the bleachers. Oh, he in front. And, and continuing at his current velocity would put him, like, he'd be part of the bleachers. Right. Into the bleachers. He would be like the Philadelphia Experiment. He would be part of the bleachers. Right. But instead, he grabbed all the brakes that the bike had in the world. Mm-hmm. So that just took the, break, the bike, and the bike was like, well, fuck you, I'm going down. And the bike laid down because it was tired. Hug the ground. And he then got multiple compound fractures. Mm. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, he got all of it. Like, he earned all of it. And they took him off to the hospital. And in you know, they fixed you up for free real quick. Yeah. So, you know,
2: health, health He's care. Back, have him back before the end of no, the They probably. did.
1: They had him back at the same evening. Like, two and a half, three hours later, he came back with pins and screws and nails and God
2: problems damn. and swelling and all hit kinds it of again. shit. Dude,
0: hit it again. Hit it again. Yeah. 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 yeah, fuck it.
1: And uh, one of our friends, I think it was Use Stuart. Use what you learned, fucker. Do it right. <laughs> I think it was Stuart Nicole. Stuart Nicole rode the fucking bike back. After we, like, bent it back into submission, he rode that fucking thing back from Welland to Columbus.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, that turned into, like, the weirdest, like, somehow the bike got filled up with expanding foam and stuff, like, so the insurance would total it out. There was all kinds of weird (laughs) malfeasance that happened. (laughs) As it does. Dude was making payments on a bike that had been triple fucked. Right. So, like, you know, you can't just tell your insurance company, I screwed it into the ground in Canada. Right. I want to check. And for, for anybody that knows... You can only do that once. Because that real. was like the stunt guy thing. Yeah. Yeah. All these
3: like 18-year-old kids would have a $10,000 note on a bike that they've owned for two weeks. And yeah. then they they were going to be the stunt kings. And they were on 271 doing 90, and they pulled up a second-gear wheelie and then slid the fucker all the way down into a semi. And they're like, well, I'm insured. And then, like, you'd see them next time, and they don't have a car anymore or anything because their insurance is now $29,000 a month. You can't. Because
0: Nationwide is (laughs) on your side. Unless you're an asshole and you your shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to give you one. That's oh, it. Man. Congratulations. Here's your skateboard. You're never yeah. driving anything <laughs> with insurance ever again.
3: Oh, you're 21 and you wrecked a thousand cc sport? Right.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I met a yeah. go-ped guy, by the way. I, I, I'm going to call you a statistic. <laughs> you're the reason teenagers can't have nice things.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, all right.
1: Man. That's it, guys. That's all we got. Ride fast and take chances. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>